0: Welcome to Funkatopia Live. Uh, I am your host, Mr. Christopher, with my illustrious co-host, Jeff Page. Hey. And um, tonight is a special broadcast doing something that we've never done before. It's not music related, but a discussion of sorts regarding these dark times and the effects that it's having on not just our listeners, but the world as a whole. Not that the world wasn't unraveling already with the political landscape and the cancel culture and the societal effects of social media, but the pandemic itself really put the whole debacle under a microscope. And coronavirus is just the tip of the iceberg. Mm -hmm. It just just happens to be the one thing that's prevalent at the moment. A, A majority of people are in a really bad headspace. People are sad, people are tired, exhausted, and worn out. And those are some common components of depression. And according according to psychiatry.org, depression is a common and serious medical illness that negatively affects how you feel, the way that you think, and how you act. Depression causes feelings of sadness and a loss of interest in activities that you once enjoyed. And it can lead to a variety of emotional and physical problems and can decrease your ability to function at work and at home. So now we are not WebMD. We obviously are not WebMD. I mean, we're not trying to be WebMD. So nor are we trying to tell you that you're depressed, but here are some common symptoms of depression which include feeling sad or having a depressed mood. That's the obvious one. Obvious. Loss of interest or pleasure in activities that you once enjoyed. Mm-hmm. I, I I can see that. It's just like sometimes you just go to a concert and just kind of just zone out. I mean, yeah, it's, I it's, good. To it's good to be there, but, and you used to love doing it, but you're just kind of like, meh. Right. Changes in appetite. That could include weight loss or gain, unrelated to dieting, Mm -hmm. uh, trouble sleeping or sleeping too much, loss of energy or an increased fatigue, Mm -hmm. uh, increase in purposeless physical activity. For instance, the inability to sit still, pacing, wringing your hands, slowed Mm -hmm. movements of speech, and they have to be severe enough that other people notice it. So, So something... Uh, feeling worthless or guilty, difficulty thinking or concentrating or making decisions, and on some of the extreme sides, thoughts of death or suicide. Right. Now, before you get too carried away or freaked out thinking that you may have depression, many of those symptoms can simply be a standalone symptom. Right, can, a
1: moment something happened.
0: Uh, I, I mean, and sometimes it can last a week or, or more, but you can simply just be tired and burnt out. You know, you can just feel like you're just spinning your wheels professionally or whatever it is. You can just be burnt out. Right. Um. Or like a lot of people, uh, and I could probably put myself in this mix, just kind of aggravated or annoyed at the incredible amount of absurdity out there. I mean... It's- I am not going to get into details about specific things, but there's lots of things that are just like, you know, I kind of mentioned cancel cancel culture, right. really. It's like, you know, something happens and it's just like, really, it's just right. that type of stuff, you know, feeling like you've got to walk on eggshells and, and just kind of even if it conflicts with your beliefs and you know, how do you, it, it just, it, it just kind of piles on. Right. There's just this overwhelming sense of anxiety and the truth of the matter is, is that everyone is in it to some extent. Everyone, right? So, in order to show respect to this epidemic, we decided to do a show about it. And this <laughs> is the show that we have. It's called Funk. The Funk is what I've we've called the show. Uh, and so, just in order to call it out, discuss it, but not just to identify it but to alternately give you some motivation and inspiration. Right. Uh, we're not going to, if you are depressed, this is not, this is not healing anything. We're not resolving anything that, that kind of stuff takes time. If you're truly depressed, but motivated and inspired to maybe push through or to kind of work yourself out of the mix, you know? Right. Um, a matter of fact, if we get to the end of the show and you don't feel motivated or inspired, then we've completely missed the mark tonight. Completely. Because So our goal is not just to say, Hey, you're depressed and just let's listen to a bunch of sad sap stories all night. That's not, I, I, I just, that makes it really, really difficult. And if you've got a problem of your own to hear a bunch of other problems, if you're an empathetic type of person, that's just going to pile onto your own problems. So that's not right. what we want to do here. Um, we want to try to, we wanted. I wanted to invite people onto the show that we're going to be able to help. I, I knew that we wouldn't be able to do this show alone. Just you and me. It's just not going to happen. It can't do it. Yeah. So as I mentioned, I put out the call for some individuals to join us tonight that you would actually be motivated and inspired by. Not that you're not motivated and inspired by myself, Jeff, <laughs> yep. but... People that are successful in their careers and at various points have definitely experienced these same types of lows. Absolutely. Um, and they'll share how they overcame some of those challenges and how they stayed focused and and, and kept their sights set and how they keep depression from taking over and winning in their lives. Right. And in some cases, you might actually find out that some of these guests are still in it.
1: Right, they're still in it, and you, you just don't see it. You don't realize it. That's
0: and 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 hopefully, you know, they will. Hopefully, they will. They will share those stories with us tonight. So during the evening tonight, um, the guests that have already confirmed to be coming on the show tonight are uh, Saint Paul Peterson from the Family, obviously currently LP. He's was a project that he does with Eric Leeds. So Saint Paul Peterson from the Family and LP and F Deluxe is is agreed to mm-hmm. come on tonight. Michael Dean from podcastjuice.net is going to be on tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dwan Elliott of the Blackshires and NPG is going to be on here. You may know him as Dwan Blackshire. He changed his name to Dwan Elliott. It's the whole thing, yeah. Uh, I always get on him about that. But uh, <laughs> uh, Garrett Scheider from Parliament Funkadelic will be joining us tonight. Tony M from the New Power Generation will be joining us tonight. Morris Hayes from the new power generation will be joining us tonight Yeah, and jellybean johnson from the time will be joining us tonight and also and also uh somebody that you may know as well uh mr rob rhythm will be joining us tonight he was he uh, was uh, another co-host on the show and um he is going to be coming on tonight to kind of talk a little bit about his uh his challenges and whatnot that he's been dealing with. So when he comes on the show, we'll be talking to him. So it's also important to note that even though we have some fantastic guests here tonight, we want to make sure that we are kept in check. And to do that, uh, we will have we have two separate professionals that I, one, I'm not sure if she's going to be able to join us or not. But mm-hmm. um, uh, the, we have, Jeff has invited uh, Yoshiko Green. Mm -hmm. Uh, CEO of Green Counseling and Consulting Services. She is a resident licensed mental health professional, LCP, uh, with a master's degree in clinical mental health counseling. And then the other person that I've known for over 30 years of my life, so she also has tons of stories about me that she could share, is Rob Rhythm's significant other, Jen Slothor, she is a licensed professional counselor as well, also an LPC, uh, through the Arizona Board of Behavioral Health Examiners, uh, nationally certified counselor, NCC, through the National Board of Certified Counselors with a master's degree in community counseling. So we have two different counselors that will be joining us at at some point here in the evening as well. And so some ground rules that apply to guests, callers, which... Um I'm, I'm still debating on opening up the phone lines but guests yeah. callers and even the host uh there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be in and out of here tonight um it's kind of a little bit of a surprising scenario i haven't seen anybody popping in here yet um so we'll we'll we're going to put the word out and make sure that they're on yep. the same time zone
2: right um
0: and also, uh, there again, there are a lot of people here tonight, and I want everyone to feel that their time is valued here. So you know, please keep any if you if we open up the phone lines, please keep your stories just brief. Um, and we'll try to keep our answers brief. Right. I, I know some things require more information, but tonight's show is being done with a very broad brush. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a counseling session for everyone and not just you. Right. And I, and I say that in complete peace and love as Ringo Starr would say, <laughs> peace and love, peace and love. Peace and love." So it's my prayer tonight that, um, really will be healing for those that hear and watch this. And I hope that it really helps you too. This very well may become a regular broadcast. Uh, we'll, you know, it's kind of like a wellness broadcast of source. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, again, we'll be talking about a variety of topics tonight. So whenever anyone here guest wise, uh, would like to add a comment or something, we'll, we'll try to to keep an eye on everything. And um, again, this show was very, very different. It's very unorthodox. And so, you know, we'll walk through all this, all of our guests, um, these guests that we've invited have agreed to come on the show for you and your healing, but hopefully uh, they get a lot out of this too. Exactly. And and, um, so, yeah. So all that being said, you know, let's, let's kind of talk a little bit about, um,
1: Well, yeah. Yeah. The, the biggest thing about this is um, it, the sharing that's going to happen is, is going to surprise people because everyone is in their bubble. And the way society's built, it's built to put people in their own private worlds, their own worlds. But once you start opening up, you realize that all, all of whatever it is specifically that me, I, myself happen to be going through, so many others are too. And we just never realize how many other people are going through a maybe to the T almost exactly what we're going through or have experienced it. Um, most of the things we touch upon this evening, um, whether it's happened to, to an individually um, individual person personally, it has happened to someone they know. Most likely, I don't think there's any topic that we'll touch on that no one's ever heard of. No. So. Um I, th- I think this is going to be very, a very powerful evening. and uh, what we really want and we're looking for is just open openness and um you know, re- receiving because once you open your mind and you can receive, that's when whether you're going through something or you know someone is going through something, that's where healing can start or where you can learn how to approach someone who, you suspect or believe is having issues or know they're having issues, because the whole point is it may not just be for us. It may be for someone else is not in here tonight. So we're going to take this information and hopefully everyone can grow and learn and we can just spread that because that's, that's the whole point of this episode, uh, this show.
0: Yeah. So one of the things that, you know, we, we made sure of and uh, StreamYard as a whole can only accept 10 people at a time on the show. Mm -hmm. And um, so one of the challenges that we had was kind of trying to figure out ways that people, if anybody was willing to stagger out to come in later, that they would be able to come in a little bit later so that we could make sure that we never in a situation where somebody has to be forcefully dropped off um, or any of that. So I think a lot of people are going to be kind of just trickling in here. So, I think Mm -hmm. you I want to talk a little bit briefly about some of the topics that we're going to be covering tonight. We're going to be talking about one of the topics is a little bit dark times in general. I mean, Mm -hmm. um, just things that happen and and really a lot of things that happened with the pandemic in general. When the pandemic hit in, in 2020, it was unlike anything that had ever happened. The, right. sen- the sense of fear and the sense of panic and the sense of mortality and the, it was just, it, it caused really deep rooted fear in a lot of people. And I think it kind of sent a lot of people spiraling out. Um, and so a lot of people that had certain, um, I wish one of the counselors was here right now, so I don't use the wrong <laughs> word. Uh, people had certainly quirks. Uh, I think that's probably the better, lighter way to put it. Really kind of got, really got, we got a face full of that real quick. Uh, And that was just, that was really like the people that you thought were a little bit normal, maybe on the edge, but okay. (laughs) They were, they were still socially, you know, they were still able to kind of, you know, move around and move around and and, and be part of the herd without any problems. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then all of a sudden, once this created this whole vibe, it just, it it went south really, really quick. Yeah, Um, absolutely. And, um, you know, then we're also going to be talking about uh, another facet of this is job loss and financial hardship. So I know that the pandemic also created a lot of situations and I keep, I know I'm blaming a lot of this on the pandemic, but the truth of the matter is, is that the pandemic really did blow this up. Right. Um, right. It, I mean, everything was already there, but this, the pandemic just really, just really well, threw it hard.
1: It, it's, a, it's, a, it's an example of a true snowball effect. Right. You know, it starts here and then that steam rolls down. And then, of course, that affects this. And then we just continue on. And then before you know it, everything's affected that things that aren't even related, you know, butterfly effect, (laughs) that kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. A, a butterfly flaps its wings, right it, it starts out as a little woof and the next thing you know it just kind of just builds and builds and builds until exactly it's, exactly. It so a tsunami. So we're talking about some of the job loss and the financial hardship and some of the, the effects that that has had on people uh, mentally, uh, loss of energy, fatigue and burnout. Mm-hmm. That's something that we're going to be talking about because that's a big one. That's a huge one. I think yeah. a lot of people have experienced that. Uh, we're also be talking about loneliness. I know there's a lot of people out there that are single, they're divorced, um, or just simply just don't have a lot of friends, or just don't like to do the social thing. But that also has a an ongoing effect as well that pushes that can push a person into depression. Right. Um, we're also gonna be talking about grief and death and loss of a loved one. We'll be talking about that as well. Mm -hmm. that's big Um, because a lot of people, once again, during the pandemic have lost a lot of people. You've lost somebody. Um, Jelly Bean who will be on the show later uh, has experienced a loss. Uh, So I, I, um, Rob rhythm has experienced losses. I've experienced losses. A lot of people here have experienced losses. Um, I think I saw somebody in the chat room that mentioned that they had lost their son and, and they haven't just been, they just hasn't been the same. They can't, they can't right. get out of that spiral. Uh, so we definitely will be talking about that one, but that's a, that that's a really, that's a heavy one. So we want to make sure that the counselors are on board for that one before we delve into that. Correct. Uh, some people are just overwhelmed. That's another aspect we'll be we talking about, just people being overwhelmed, um, and then of course, again, the whole purpose of this is to make sure that we motivate and inspire. So I'm going to bring in a couple of guests right now mm-hmm. and, um, just kind of, you know, and you, you obviously know these individuals because <laughs> you have their albums, First you have them. Album. You have them.
1: You do. Don't yeah. say you don't. You yeah, do. Don't say you don't.
0: First <laughs> off, I'd like to welcome the one and only Garrett Scheider in the house from Parliament Funkadelic. What's up, <laughs> brother? <laughs> uh, what's going on, fellas?
2: How you doing? Hey. Uh, we're
0: doing good. We're doing good. We're going to ask, make sure we have room for everybody here. And then i also like to welcome the one and only from the NPG. Mr. Tony M. Tony Mosley in the house. How are you, what doing, the, man? What's good? What's good? What's
3: good? Let me tell you something. Right now, I'm just totally <laughs> blasted. That Star Child is is in the building right now. Let me tell you something. Let me oh, tell man. you something. I'm, that's I'm, that's I'm that's, that's my crew. I'm glad man. y'all have
2: me down. It's all no good. doubt
3: about it. No doubt about it. How you me doing, and P used to it? I'm doing good, partner man. Me and P used to talk about y'all all the time, and then we had the opportunity to work with George and crew, and uh, You know, during the movies and uh, just the recording sessions y'all did out at Paisley, I would stop Mm -hmm. in and just check y'all. And I was just uh, totally enamored and blown away because y'all were my crew growing up. Let me tell you something.
2: Awesome, awesome. Well, you know, they were my crew growing up too, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I love yeah, it, we, I,
0: I, I can't believe it. I, I'm actually not to, we didn't want to turn this into a musical thing, but we had the one and only, and Garrett, you know him very well, uh, the one and only Danny Bedrosian on the show, uh, last week, uh, okay, key, cool. keyboardist for Parliament Funkadelic, and he has actually re- written a book uh, from that covers every single song that parliament has ever done, starting yeah. from 1955, all the way to current, like who was it like, kind of like Dwayne Tudal's book, like who was in the studio, who did what, all that stuff. And, uh, he, uh, so I'm looking forward to that book coming out, but yeah, it's an honor to have you guys. So it, we're, you know, one of the things we're talking about here is, uh, is grief. And I'm very, very glad to have the two of you on board, and um, as I said, tonight we will be welcoming all types of guests tonight. And these are these are our first two very, very honored guests. But you can expect to see St. Paul Peterson from The Family will be here. Michael Dean from PodcastJuice.net will be here. Uh, Dewan Elliott of the Black Shares will be here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Garrett Scheider here. We have Tony M., uh, Morris Hayes from the New Power Generation, and Jelly Bean Johnson, all of which will be joining us tonight at some point in time. We're just kind of just spreading things out. But when I put out the, the word for you guys to join us tonight, what did you, um, I'll, Tony, I'll start with you. What was it that that spoke with you that, I mean, it, is, is grief something that you're really kind of dealing with right now as far as, or not necessarily grief, but as far as like little elements or facets of depression that, you know, is it you or our friends or loved ones that really felt like you were doing, doing this call?
3: Well, I think the, uh, uh, the grief part hit home. Uh, I just recently lost my mother on November 16th. Mm-hmm. So, uh, trying totally. to, trying to deal, you know, with that portion of it. So that kind of hit home and just also the, uh, the depression state, uh, uh, not only with the grief, but the depression, like, as you had mentioned earlier, COVID hit everybody hard, man. You know what I'm saying? We were, as the NPG, I could speak, we're on a roll uh, we were torn and we are staying busy. I mean, we creatively, we were, uh, just getting into that niche, you know, working on the new material and then bam, that hit. And then you find yourself trying to do a reset and, uh, and get back into uh, that same space. So that's been a challenge. So I, I think, the, uh, the discussion topics hit home uh, with me in general. So I thought I would pop in for a minute.
0: Yeah. And, and one of the things that was really big on that side of the world, obviously, uh, that side of the depression world was the, was a loss of a loved one. And uh, I know that a lot of people have experienced that and it's been really, really tough. Um, I know we're going to talk about that a little bit more in detail when, when mm-hmm. jelly bean comes on too, cause jelly bean suffered a loss. Uh, mm-hmm. our, my co-host Jeff page also suffered a loss as well. Um, he'll go into detail about that. My cousin passed away uh, just a couple of weeks ago from COVID. Yeah. So it's just been, it's just been so much. It's been so So difficult to deal with. So um, one of the things I want to do, I want to make sure of is let's, we got two more guests in the, in the mix. The first one uh, person I want to bring in um, is uh, Yoshiko. I keep wanting to say Yoshiko. Thank you for, for correcting me. (laughs) Yes, Yoshiko, who who is going to be our licensed therapist on, on point. Uh, Yoshiko, how are you doing? Hey, Yoshiko.
4: Hi, there. hi everyone thank you for welcoming to the show i'm super oh, excited yoshiko. so thank you so much
0: absolutely yes. i'm i'm gonna have to rem- i'm gonna have to remove our our logo off of here because uh it's yeah, we're blocking
1: covered. people out
0: yeah it's blocking you out <laughs> that may be okay maybe i, I mean maybe, it's with me <laughs> yeah maybe i'll maybe i'll block myself out maybe that's what i'll do <laughs> uh so and the and uh, for those who don't know um uh yoshiko what's good here is that we wanted to bring her on because of the fact that we wanted to make sure that we had a little bit of uh, a little bit of levity here and legitimacy. Uh, she is a CEO of Green Counseling and Consulting Services. Uh, she's a resident licensed mental health professional with a master's degree in clinical mental health counseling. And, and I believe she's also an official LPC as well. Uh, licensed professional counselor. So I am uh, so congratulations. Thank you very much for coming on board. And and
1: so so you mentioned it, she also is working and specializing with working with artists and people in the music industry. So it even is more appropriate. So just thought I'd put that out there too. So yes, Yoshiko.
0: Yeah, so yeah. So that's, that's, that's awesome. And um, as mentioned, so we are kind of um, honored to have, and I'm I'm like trying to remove this logo here and make sure that uh, you guys are all. There safe. You all right, go. I, I, yeah, there we go. There all right. Go. We got to, to that. Also. Uh, yeah. So we're going to be talking about this uh, grief thing pretty much in detail um, here in just a minute, but I also want to bring on another guest uh, from, also from the new power generation. Would you please welcome to the audience, Mr. Morris Hayes in the house in the building. <laughs> How you doing? Bonnie? What's up? What's up, T? How you doing? How you doing, How's man? Doing, man?
2: How you doing? Right. What's happening, Morris? Man. Hey,
0: hey. So this is a this is I'm a really big
5: excited.
0: Yeah, this is a really big thing um because, you know, we are talking a little bit about some of the the depression and and loss and everything. So, uh Morris, tell us a little bit about you know, maybe some some loss that that you've it, have you had an, have you had the loss of a loved one during this pandemic or over the past couple of years
5: oh yeah i lost i lost my mom in uh, 2020 and i lost my dad 6 months later in the beginning of uh, of, the, of of uh, 21 uh in january so you know both contracted covid uh my dad uh died from covid related pneumonia my mom had covid she kind of got through it and then took a turn for the worse. Right as they released her from the hospital, she kind of got through it, and then they found her inoperable. So she uh, wow. uh, perished uh, shortly thereafter. So yeah, uh, COVID has been. Uh, and I'm sitting here right now with COVID. So I mean, it's it's a uh, it's pretty wow. crazy, and it's been uh, it's been something. There's been a lot of uh, folks I know lost friends, family, uh, and so yeah, it's it's definitely. Uh, a scourge uh, that's happened and a lot of people have been affected by it and it's a tough it's a tough situation
0: so is there anything specifically that you're doing to kind of handle that grief i mean i know that it's um parents or the it's parents and children specifically are are really tough really tough (laughs) losses just because it's (coughs) you know it's is there anything specific that you're kind of, are you just like keeping busy? Is that like a typical response to that type of grief? Um,
5: well, I think there's a myriad of uh, of things that, uh, that a person, that someone can do. I, I do, I have to tell you, man, it's, uh my band and, you know, my uh, family band and, 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 and friends have been uh, paramount in dealing with it. I'm sitting on the phone with, with, with I mean, on this uh, uh live here with with tony who've been not just a great band member but a great friend you know all of my people have really supported me in my situation i think we've supported each other uh, but uh you know i i think it's a it's a collect it's a community kind of a thing it's it affects the community i think the communities has, have stepped up as far as i'm concerned and uh, been there for me and and uh and for mine and so i, I think it's a combination of yeah, I got work that I can do. I, I got um, um, you know friends, and I think it's just a combination of all of these things that help us to cope with these these different situations. And uh, a lot of times, I just find myself uh, you know it's 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 interesting, man. You know you 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 you, you get that thing where it's, it's it gets difficult to kind of focus. And I think uh, you know it's it's really cool when you have you know, your infrastructure around and, and that can just kind of help get you back centered and back on point in terms of just, you know, just trying to pull everything back together, man, because in the scope of things, when you, especially when you see how, how crazy uh d- divisive COVID has, you know, mm-hmm. how political and and how some of these things that, that really should not have happened or should not be, it's like, we're talking about a disease and it, it has no respective persons about who your, what your politics are and, and, uh, you know, yep. what side of this issue you're on, it don't care nothing about none of that shit. It's just like, it's about, if you get it, it's going to do what it do. And uh, and if you don't, ha- you know, you don't have your situation together, whatever it may be, I mean, it's the luck of the draw in some situation that affects different people differently. But I think we've let it uh, get to uh, this this whole other thing that, that to me doesn't really even matter. It, it's, doesn't it's, even a, matter. it's a disease,
6: yeah.
5: you know, and, and it's, it's something that we all, have to rally around each other and just, you know, just kind of hold each other up and, and just keep everything moving, you know?
0: Uh, yeah. So. And, and, and Tony, do you, do you feel like that is kind of, are you kind of the same, same MO uh as far as you're just, just kind of keeping busy and kind of keeping your mind off of, off of the loss? Is that, is that yeah. kind of.
3: Yeah, I, I think uh that's uh that's the norm that you fall into to try to to keep yourself busy. Uh, as Moore stated earlier, I mean, uh, us as band members and 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 friends and brothers, we've been able to hold each other up. He was there for me when I lost my mother a month and a half, two months ago. Um, this COVID thing, as he stated, uh ha- it's no rhyme or reason, right? My mother didn't pass from COVID, but the COVID situation affected uh how I was able to even able to see her in her last moments, right? So for me it wasn't the fact that it was, it was part of the fact that I wasn't even, I I couldn't get there in time. Right. So, um, me not being able to actually see her or hold her hand, uh, just let her know I was there. That was, that was part of, uh, uh, of the part that really, you know, really got me. Um, so, um, and also my, my family structure, my wife, uh, my kids, my in-laws, everybody was there, you know, and uh, have helped me along the way. So without having that strong family unit uh, or that structure around you, uh, I can see where you can go into this black hole and um,
6: yeah, and, and and be hard to
3: come out of. You know, uh, I luckily also, you know, have a day job. So uh, that's that support there. They were giving me the opportunity to to take the time that I needed to be with family and handle handle affairs. So, you know, just being able to have that breathing room to, to deal with it when you're ready to deal with it and not everybody coming at you at once, you know, and, 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 and people, the thoughts and prayers, you know, you, you, you appreciate and you love. Uh, but I, again, I appreciated our fans, friends, and everybody giving me uh, the room to breathe and process before I was really able to talk about it or, or was ready to talk about it. Cause we all process this differently.
0: Yeah. I think, um, I, I definitely think this is, it, it's, a, it's a really common thread. I've got another guest in the, in the hole too. Let me go ahead and bring him in. Uh, the one and only a very, very good friend of mine, Mr. Michael Dean from podcast juice.net. How you doing, Michael? Michael Dean. Hey, Dean. MD, I'm good. MD, MD, what's, what's up, up family? What's up? How you
2: guys doing? <laughs> All right. How you doing, Mike? Yeah. So
0: um, I wanted to make sure that we, um, we kind of talk about this before we kind of get off this topic and we're not going to get off this topic anytime soon, but, uh, Yoshiko, I wanted to kind of ask this question to you because, you know, you heard both Morris, uh, Mr. Hayes and Tony kind of explain the same thing, that really that the way they kind of handled their grief was really ultimately keeping busy. Now, you are a licensed mental health professional, so I think this, it was important why we kind of had you in the mix. Is this is this a normal human a, it's a normal human thing. It's not like a fight or flight type of thing. It's just like this is kind of just what we naturally do. And do you think that's the best way to resolve that that feeling of depression and grief? Um, and and the second part to this question is do you feel like there is something specific that people who don't have that support system should do in order to kind of overcome that grief? Mm.
4: So one thing about grief is that we know that everyone grieves differently. So you want to allow the individual to grieve the way that feels natural to them. Um, The point where I would say that where a professional may become beneficial is that when you're finding that all of your coping skills, so if your coping skill is throwing yourself into work, Your coping skill is, you know, um, surrounding yourself, you know, more with family, doing whatever that you have to do to kind of take your mind and take it day by day, because with grief, it really is. I don't even want to say day by day. It's really an hour by hour situation. And and you're just kind of going through the motion every single day while you're watching the entire world just operate, you know. um, Mm And, you know, with, with trying to get through that, some people have been successful um, with the day-by-day day and, you know, with loss. I don't know if you ever really deal with loss, but you just tend to, I guess, you learn to live with the, the loss of a loved one. And But some people really have a very difficult time, and that's when I would suggest when you don't have that support from family members, when you don't have support from friends, it's time for for therapy. When you're finding that everything that you're doing is really not helping. Um, You're sleeping more. You're not eating. And we're talking about, you know, after a couple of months, you're kind of given a little bit of a grace period because everybody grieves differently, like I said earlier. But when we're talking about you're going months of no sleep, Months you're sleeping too much. Months where you're no longer engaging in the things that bring you the tad bit of happiness. And when you start isolating yourself more, that's when it's time to go and see a professional to really help you go through those stages of grief. So,
0: so you're saying that basically, with what 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 Tony and and Morris are doing in the, in regards to their losses that they've had. um that that probably is the best approach for most people yes in the beginning really. okay yeah. uh we have another guest in the house ha- all these fantastic guests we have another guest in the house and you guys may know this gentleman it's rob rhythm and uh his wife jen hey guys rob hey, is yeah, back uh <laughs> and, and these at least two- briefly yes uh, <laughs> these two individuals have known me longer than anybody uh and so they've got secrets, and we're, we're not allowed to share those secrets. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's the only reason I came in. Well, <laughs> Rhythm, we've been a co host here on uh, Fooktopia Live. So, uh, but I know he wanted to come in since we're kind of talking about depression, but he also has his lovely wife, Jen, oh, with him as well. And Jen is a licensed professional counselor, at LPC through the Arizona Board of Behavioral Health Examiners, also NCC, a nationally certified counselor, through the National Board of Certified Counselors with a master's degree in community counseling. So we have not one, but two licensed professionals on here who are going to be uh, helping us kind of talk through all this stuff and make sure we're getting legitimate information. Now, Jen, you kind of heard... How you doing, Jen? I haven't seen you in a while. (laughs) Good. uh You heard what uh, Yoshiko said, uh, do you feel like that that pretty much aligns with the way that you kind of feel as well that it's best to kind of keep busy in those scenarios and definitely uh, lean on a support group of friends and family um, just just to kind of help you get through it. but if you are in a scenario where you feel like it's really overwhelming you and it affecting your daily life that probably a professional is the the best way to go
7: um I definitely agree that everybody grieves differently um, because everyone's loss is unique. So, you know, uh, Rob and I have sustained a significant loss in our family in the last couple of months, but his loss is different than mine because we had a different relationship with that individual. And so you can have a single person um, that that dies and you know their, their child or their parent or their spouse experiences that loss differently depending on the nature of that relationship. So yeah, grief is very unique to the individual. It's also unique to um, the experience that you have yourself just kind of in general about what support systems are helpful to you. For some people, um, music is really helpful as not just an escape, but also a solace. Um, for other people, it's spending a lot of time with their animals because that, that is a real comfort to a lot of people. Um, for some people, certainly, they like to throw themselves in uh, to work. Um, but what you want to make sure is that you're not just numbing out because numbing out the feelings of grief may give you some temporary relief, but it doesn't address the issue as a whole. Um, one of the things that i like to recommend uh, to my clients Um, and I also run a workshop um, from my practice, is this book. It's called The Grief Recovery Handbook, and it's based on uh, the grief recovery method out of the Grief Recovery Institute in uh, California. Um, It's been around for about 20 years, and you can read that book and work through the grief recovery method on your own, um, or you can do it with a therapist, or you can find a group that does it, it's an eight week, uh, very paced process. But what it does is it allows you to deal with it, not just, I think people are tempted because grief is so painful to just shove it down and just kind of keep going, keep going, keep going. The problem with that is every successive loss you have after that ends up you know, opening that box back up. And if you haven't dealt with it, it can really have a cumulative effect and eventually, you know, result in paralysis or depression. So it really is important that you find some way to cope with it. A lot of people will find uh, means through the creative arts, through dance, through painting, through sculpting, through, you know, something to do with their hands or whatnot, but finding uh, through writing, um, and journaling, that sort of thing. So looking for some means of expressing Um, The pain that's inside, because unfortunately, grief is one of those things that's universal. Um, We will all sustain significant losses in our lives, and um, we don't really do a great job in our culture about educating people uh, about how to deal with it.
0: Yeah. And, and that was, that was definitely one of the, one of the reasons why I kind of wanted to do this show is because I knew that everybody was going through a little bit. I I mean, we would have regular show and we'd be all happy and laughing and, and I would like watch the chat area and people are talking about loss and sickness and uh, just really devastating things that are happening. And so I, I know that that's happening to a lot of different people and I wanted to make sure that, that, the common people that are, are here, like it like myself and uh that we all have that we all can see that it's not just us. Mm-hmm. It's amazing people like Tony and Garrett and, and and Mr. Hayes and Jeff and Michael, uh all it it has it has no it affects everybody. Mm-hmm. Every it touches everybody. And I think that's that that's a huge thing. Mm-hmm. Um and I don't want to get you know too far into, into the lost thing because I, I really kind of, again, I wanted to make sure, and some of you caught this at the beginning and some of you didn't, but um, we want to make sure that this show is um, motivational and inspirational mm-hmm. too because some people are in it. Yeah. Some people are just, and they can't really kind of figure out any inspiration. So I'm going to kind of ask, um, ask some, fi- some fine folks here um, I'll start with, uh, I'll start with Michael, Michael, uh, <laughs> you're like, oh, no, I don't know, <laughs> oh no,
8: Michael, oh, man, I gotta be first. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> Yay.
0: What would you say now? I, I don't know, you know, where you are. We haven't really talked about your story at all, but you know, obviously, uh, they, everybody's a lot, a lot of people are a fan of your work. Um, what would you say? to serve as a you know, motivation or inspiration to somebody who's kind of dealing with some of this stuff, dealing with, with grief or, um, you know, if a one-on-one you saw you experienced saw a friend that was experiencing mm-hmm. something that was really, really tough and traumatic. What would you say to help?
9: <laughs> well, I'll say this, uh, I'd be, excuse me. I'd be saying it to myself as well. Right. Um, cause I'm, I'm in the same place as everybody else. Uh, we all do have our things and let me just first to say man so much respect and love to uh tony and, and morris hayes i i can't even imagine that sort of you know losing your, your mother that's just like uh, i'm 52 and i still have to go to my mom today and cry and try to explain like i need help so I, these you know these brothers i my heart goes out to you uh but to answer your question i would say you know Just rest, man. Sometimes you just have to rest and stop. It's okay to stop. Like for me, that's a big thing. I don't want to stop. I want to keep working and doing all this stuff, but I have to realize I have to pump my brakes. It's okay to stop. I'm, you know, all these expectations we may have from our kids or our job or our spouse, whatever. Sometimes we just got to take care of the expectations we have for ourselves. And it's okay to just slow down because there's a lot of stuff going on. Uh and everyone's not gonna have the answers. Shit, I don't have the answers. Uh, but I know that I can sit down with you and we can I can just listen to you or we don't have to say nothing. We could just cry, but we could just stop. Like we, we don't have to solve that problem right now, but we could take a break. You know what I mean? So that's yeah. something I would say. I mean, well, that's that's a fantastic answer. Uh Morris,
0: what would you what would you, I mean, I know you're already going through it, but I know that when, when Tony experienced his loss, you know, what were some of the things that you said to kind of inspire him and and to kind of motivate him um, just to kind of help him pull through? Or what would you say to somebody? There there may be lots of people here. There's lots of people that are online right now listening. What exactly is a good word of advice for some folks?
5: I, I think the biggest thing is, is for, for, for at least for me, is to just let people know that what hey whatever I can do I will do and and if you need me man just pick up the phone I'm on the first thing smoking I'm doing this I know how it is when it comes to my family and people that I love and I care about I will move heaven and earth to do whatever I can for people if, even if they got covid if they got whatever I just that's how I get down I'm just like <clears throat> I come from a nurturing family you know my aunts and and everything when I was growing up man it's like they took care of the, you know my grand folks and um you know I, I, my aunt susie just lived her whole life to take care of my grand folks man i mean she hmm. forfeited her own life to to see after them and make sure every day that they was looked after that's how she down and so what i take away from it is that sometimes we need each other and we have to do what we can to support one another. So what I can do for Tony is just say, I know how that feels, brother. I have empathy for the sympathy and empathy for the situation. And, and whatever I can do is tell you that, Hey, just keep your head up, keep it moving because you know, that's what our parents would want us to do anyway. They want us to keep, keep thriving and keep living. You know, if, if everything goes really as, as 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 we as it should you know uh no parent wants to lose a child so so by all things natural they should go before we do we know it's inevitable and it's going to happen at some point you know i didn't know that COVID would be the culprit and all of that you know you know you can't foresee the future and you don't know that kind of a situation but at least what you know is the chances are if you live long enough you're gonna see like I'm almost 60 old you know? I mean it's like my folks family you know they marching on in man so mm. that's just the natural progression of things but I think that uh, you know you become aware that that's the reality of the situation and then so what do you do so then you, you you just make yourself you avail yourself to just make sure that everybody in your circle that you do what you can do to hold them up and to support them. And I think that's at the end of the day, it all comes down to support and, and then knowing that they can, you know, that you got the back, you know what I mean? And, and I think when they feel that kind of a thing and, and they know that there's some level of comfort and knowing that I'm not out here walking by myself and I got somebody that's looking out and, uh, and, and somebody that's in my corner. And I think that's a big part of, of the human experience in terms of just knowing that there's somebody else that's dealing with something that you've dealt with they can speak on it because they, they've gone through that situation and they know what they're talking about and i think it just comes down to the support piece of it
0: yeah that's that's fantastic advice and actually we actually have another guest in the house the one and only uh dewan elliott is in the house oh man look at that beard man what's going on, brother? how what's going long has it hey, been since i've seen you that you got a beard now
10: yeah oh, man. Man. getting old
3: <laughs> no, <laughs> he didn't have that beard last time I saw him. No, 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 he's <laughs> getting,
5: he's <that's> <laughs> he getting, he getting regal. That's what he's he, he <laughs> a distinguished like gentleman. <laughs> we, we,
6: we, showing his wisdom, he, He's he showing his wisdom.
0: You uh, he came in all
11: shaman on us. All right,
10: that's man, good. hilarious. How you guys doing? <laughs> I'm Doing good. <laughs> hey, all. Everybody's looking good. Everybody's looking good. That's good.
0: Absolutely. Well, I kind of got you up. Um, and mm-hmm. I'm going to, Garrett, Garrett, I'm going to you next because Garrett's like Mr. Happy, like all the time. Well, I, we have to, like, just, I don't know. He's just amazing. So we got to get some positivity out of Garrett here. Uh, I might have
2: to have some opposite perspective for you on this topic. I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I'll do what I can.
0: Um, Duan, you know, uh, I don't know. You know, what was it that's because I reached out to you. We talk off and on, but what was mm-hmm. it that kind of really spoke to you that you kind of felt that you you compelled that to come on the show and really kind of you know share some share some insight. Is there something about you know just the topic of depression that has affected you recently um, or in your family? loss of a loved one or anything along those lines yeah
10: i think it's just very important and my grandmother used to instill this in us all the time just to keep god first Mm
11: -hmm. you know keep god
10: first and then yes um understand that you know it's just a way of life you know we we come in we leave you know and i understand it's just the cycle of life and once we get it you know at the end of the day i'm a a fan of the big picture and i know that you know because i've lost two cousins within the past Eight months like mm-hmm. close cousins. So yeah, I get it. Morris, my condolences, brother. Thank Tony, you. my condolences, brother. Um, you guys are in my prayers. But yeah, it's just about keeping God first and um staying focused. And at the end of the day, we can get through this if we just keep God first. It's just that simple.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would agree that's Amen. um that's really the core, the the core of it for sure. Uh, DeJuan, you always have, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Garrett, you've always been like one of the happiest dudes I've ever met in my life, but you obviously have, uh, you obviously have something going on in the background that you, that you kind of keep inside pretty well. So what was it that really kind of spoke to you about coming on the show?
2: Today? Um, so specifically, it was a few topics that uh you guys have touched on in all of this conversation that I kind of have some real perspective on so let's start to uh back at the beginning when this thing first hit you know I had a lot of uh a lot of momentum going on and uh you know a lot of things happening shows and you know the the world was my oyster and then all of a sudden everything just kind of stopped right and threw everything into disarray right. so i did like uh probably most of you guys did and um well, all i did was uh i just kind of really went head first into my work i found a new platform i started podcasting and i found a lot of ways to kind of still keep myself seen and still uh able to entertain folks even though we couldn't be around folks right and i got into it and and i mean i dove head first into it and that's what i did uh through most of 2020 till i got to the end and uh about the end of 2020 going into 2021 all of a sudden i kind of got to a point where it was too much for me um i didn't want to be in the studio i couldn't i didn't have any motivation to create any music anymore um, my support system is a little weird because, uh, true for the matter is, uh, most of the folks that were nearest and dearest to me in my life are already gone. Uh, I have no mm-hmm. more grandparents left. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I, 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 I don't really have a lot of close friends that I kick it with regularly. Um, and, and, and that's kind of where it is. Everything is kind of, uh, you know, in array as far as that goes. Um as far as musically i have a lot of associates but nobody Mm -hmm. that i'm really like close with that i would really call to you know to 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 run down my feelings to you know Mm -hmm. what i mean so i kind of got to a point where i started feeling like really kind of isolated and really kind of um i guess for lack of better term started realizing that i was starting to get really depressed um Mm -hmm. 2021 came Uh, And then I lost my nephew. My nephew died suddenly in a car accident last May, which Mm -hmm. was kind of hard. I have recently just had a a grandson. Um, My grandson is born in this world without his father, who was taken from him because of COVID, one month after we found out that um, he was coming into this world. Uh, So that's kind of thrown me for a nice loop. Uh, and then you know, to kind of cap that off, I just recently lost a, a close cousin to me just a few weeks ago. Uh, we kind of someone that I kind of actually come up with, in, in, in you know, in the P Funk circle, um, same age, just suddenly just just gone. I don't know if it was COVID or what it was. It just suddenly just gone. You know what I mean? <laughs> so the accumulation of everything, um, almost two years later has still kind of got me to a point where i'm trying to find my footing again you know because i got thrown so much for a loop and got got so burnt out with consuming myself with work that i just didn't know how to how to um i kind of lost myself is what i ended up doing you know i kind of really lost myself um and and uh still a lot of uncertainty out here because of COVID. so you know things are still kind of at a little crossroads and you still kind of at a point where you're trying to figure things out and to what you were saying mr chris uh typically i stay positive and i stay upbeat because um i i, I, I persevered a lot of adversity in my life and in that perseverance the one common denominator was the well with the one common uh, thing was no matter how bad things got or how weird things got they always balanced out you know what I mean they always found a way of working themselves out and always took solace in that Uh, but just recently you know things are things just don't really feel that way anymore for me you know what I mean so uh, to culminate that entire rant uh i'm kind of still at a point where i'm trying to find myself you know i mean trying to pull myself up out of whatever doldrums that i found myself in and i thought i had you know i thought i had had uh kind of um made myself immune to any of this when i discovered podcasting and you know got into recording another album and you know i thought i was good and you know i thought it was going to be fine but yeah, almost two and a half years later, man. I'm, I'm, I'm really not. You know, I'm really not doing well. I still smile because that's just me. You know what I mean? And I'm not the kind of person who. Um, I, I try not to. Uh, I try not to harp on the bad. You know what I mean? I try not to bring bad energy anywhere. So I will rarely come into a situation talking about you know the, the things bad that are going on with me or negative things. You know, I try to keep things upbeat. Because I feel like everyone thrives in that kind of an environment, man. I feel like everyone thrives when, you know, they're feeling encouraged, you know, when they're feeling comfortable, you know, that kind of thing. So and I've always been that kind of guy. I can always consider myself a morale guy. Um, But, yeah, it's even hard for me right now. You know what I mean? And I've even uh, I've even been considering therapy lately.
0: Well, yeah, you, absolutely. I I think that's a fantastic idea because, you know, just like both Jen and and Yoshiko have said that it is uh yeah, it, it very much is a a scenario where if you kind of get to a point where you feel like you're spinning your wheels and you're not making progress even when you're kind of throwing a bunch of stuff at it, it comes a time where you have to have that second ear. You have to have somebody that's going to come in and actually you know, walk you through it and a licensed professional like, like Jen. Uh, Jen's website is thunderbirdoasis.com. I know that she uh, has, she does counseling as well. Uh, Yoshiko, do you have a, um, you have a, a website as well?
1: Yeah, I think we just lost Yoshiko.
0: Okay. Um, I'll pull her back on her She's real quick.
1: Having internet issues, she said.
0: Okay. Uh, I see her. Uh, and Yosh- and can Yoshiko. You me? Yes, yes, you can. can you hear
4: me? Oh, yes.
0: Right. I Can't hear you. Uh, do you, do you have a website as well?
4: I do not have a website. Um, funny story, I have been in the mental health field for 20 years, and right around 40, I decided to go back and get my master's. And um, actually, received my letter from the board of counseling today that I am in a <laughs> okay, congratulations, congratulations. So, I well, go officially uh build my website and represent myself as a licensed professional counselor but i am on psychology today if anybody is um you know looking for me
0: yeah absolutely but i'm right.
4: just kind of building that that part up and starting to get licensed in other states is what my my plan is uh and we, just yeah. a, go ahead I'm
5: sorry i'm sorry just a word on, on that real quick man uh, because you know um you know, I can't, obviously can't speak for everybody, but I know in in, in, in the world of black folks, man, I, I know coming up, especially here in the South, I mean, it wasn't a lot of emphasis put mm-hmm. on therapy, you know, mm-hmm. when I'm saying therapy. And I have to tell you, man, when my, uh, you know, my dad took ill last year, <clears throat> I started seeing a therapist for the first time, really, you know, I, I remember before I got married, uh, we went to see, you know, like a marriage counselor and stuff like that. Uh, before you get married and stuff but you know I, i've had a lot of crazy stuff happen over the years Lost, i lost my brother when he was eight you know, car wreck that we were all in and and a lot of stuff happened man and, and it's just like uh, sometimes the expectation is the expectation is just like hey buck up you know keep it moving you got to do your thing and mm-hmm. everything like this and then you're, you know you be tough you know all of this stuff i'm going to tell you man um uh, i uh I was seeing my doctor and I, and I just asked him, I said, do you, if he knew somebody and he says, man, he says, there's somebody in this building. He walked me down to the lady and, um, and I talked to her and, um, just took a, just took a meeting. Let me tell you something. Let me see if Excuse it works me. better up here. Uh, and, uh, it was, it was incredible, man, because I felt felt like after just talking to this person, because, you know, the whole thing with therapy is like, if you, if you find somebody you can really, you know just share that stuff with it really like it was crazy man i just felt like weight came off of me you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying because there's a lot of things that that systemically you don't know why you do what you do and everything like that man and it's just like sometimes you just need some help uh, uh unpacking all of the trauma and all of the stuff that's happened and, and it's not enough to just say buck up to somebody and yeah you you know tough it out and all of this kind of stuff it's cool to talk to a professional somebody that knows something about these types of things and it's it's nothing to be embarrassed about or humiliated about or anything like that i think there's a stigma sometimes to put on uh you know therapy especially in the in in black folks circles and i just think it's unfortunate because i think a lot of these folks do a lot of great service to people who are dealing with things that 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 you may not quite understand and you don't have a, a handle on and i think you know, uh, I'm absolutely 100 with Juan. I think uh, you know the, your personal faith goes a long way to to shore things up. But I think it's a combination of all of these things that help us to kind of get on the other side of whatever issue that we have. And I and I and I just want people to not get get into that thing where it's like this stigma, and mm-hmm. uh, and and that we have this thing about ah yeah hey, now you're gonna be cool and this that that. And then. take the professional help if you can yeah. get it. If you have insurance, mm-hmm. if you have anything like this by all means do that and, and 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 get yourself straight and get yourself in a place where you're healthy and physically and mentally
3: and i think also as you as you were stating mo uh-huh. uh, a good thing um, a lot of times talking to the professional uh is it allows you to open up even more than you would uh in talking Absolutely. to friends right because you have this uh, am i embarrassed to really open up and say what i'm really feeling or dealing with right. so just having Absolutely. that ear you know, uh, uh, really helps a lot.
7: Well, yeah, I'd like to in that- on that, Tony. Um, the clients that I've seen that have come in um, that have really strong supports within their family and within their community, part of what they tell me about coming in and seeing a professional is they worry so much about <laughs> offloading onto their friends and family that are also experiencing the same loss mm-hmm. that by coming, coming in and talking to someone that's unrelated, they feel like they can kind of, download more than Mm -hmm. they would to their friends or their family, worried about their reaction or the impact that what they're saying is going to have on them and just kind of having a place to work that out where they don't have to worry about the other person's reaction to it really makes a big difference uh, to them. And um, yes, definitely, Maria, the confidentiality and objectivity um, helps a lot. Um, so just kind of want to put that out there too. A lot of people think that therapy is about, oh, you're sick or, you know, there's something major wrong and lots of people just come in for, you know, four or five, six sessions. And that's really all they need. And mm-hmm. just that listening ear, um, where you're yeah. not going to be judged.
1: Yeah. You know, yeah. one of the, one of the things I've, I've noticed or, or, uh, understood is because even myself, um, last year I lost my daughter mm-hmm. and, um, she passed away and it it actually, it wasn't directly COVID, but because of her condition, she ended up with severe brain damage. So it actually took months of going through this before she finally passed, you know, trying to improve. And one of the things that will happen to an individual is you'll go through your uh, depression or whatever it is and we don't necessarily realize that we're in this state. Mm-hmm. A lot of times things happen to us and we don't know we've fallen into a depressed state or we're we're going through things like, it, it's such a heavy burden. And just like the um, everyone is aware of and our, our specialists have said, everyone grieves differently. Um, for myself, I had a moment um, where I was even getting upset at myself because uh, similar to Garrett, I, I'm always, the happy guy i'm always bouncing and you know it's other people that i put first you know they're very important to me and i and i enjoy helping others so i put myself on the back burner and and i was getting upset at myself because i was being happy thinking am i supposed to be happy or and i'm not supposed to be happy because i don't know how i'm supposed to feel so uh, a lot of us it's not that people don't always go to a psychiatrist or a psychologist or a specialist. Sometimes they don't know or realize it or identify when they're having an issue. And at that point, then that quiet that was mentioned earlier becomes so important because with quiet, then you start to internalize, start to learn, hey, maybe something is going on and maybe it's time to have that conversation. And I and I totally agree. It. It makes a big difference to have a strong support system, and a lot of us, a lot of people, don't even realize the amount of support that they have around them because they're, we're again, like I was saying earlier, we're in our bubbles. The mm-hmm. the world is geared to individualize and separate everyone, so we just think it's it's me, it's just me, and it's really not. So mm-hmm. I just want to put that out there as well. And and, and that's yeah, you're cool right you too about. Had,
8: go ahead. That's go ahead. one of those things that. Uh, especially in western society we don't really we don't really get grief <coughs> and grief is very very confusing grief is not it's not just one thing and everyone experiences it differently and there are so many aspects of grief and it's not the same for everyone but you know we get a lot of different we get a lot of not helpful um, societal cues about grief, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. you know, from the very first time when, when we experience grief as kids, it's, you know, Oh, well, your dog died. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what, we'll get you. you Or, you know, or, um, you know, your child died. Well, you know what, you could have another child. Well, that doesn't have anything to do Mm -hmm. with your relationship. Mm-hmm. What you lost. Um and I was some saying something to to, to Chris earlier this week. Um you know, it, it, there's this saying, you know, don't cry over spill milk. And this is kind of a silly way to say it, but you know, yeah, that is something we say, but the bottom line is what is your relationship to that milk? <laughs> mm-hmm. If you had a really, really strong relationship to the idea that you were going to have that glass of milk that was, I don't know, maybe it was organic and you had been trying to cook those cookies forever and you just finally had that perfect glass of milk and you lost it, then that's different. You know, that's not just a regular glass of milk. So it's really, what is it personally to you? How does it make you feel?
0: Yeah, and I think, I think that's a real. I think that's a really good point. I mean, as far as because grief is just is also magnified in many many different ways. Uh, we have a, a, a guest, another guest that um, has been sitting here for a while. You guys may have seen him in the list, but uh, ladies and gentlemen, would you please welcome Jelly Bean to the house? What's up, man? Jelly Bean. Hey. welcome, welcome. Hey. What's that's
2: up, a bad man? Right there, that's hey. a What's bad up? man.
9: <laughs> so everybody crowd roars yeah, New year, <laughs> crowd.
0: so, so you know you. so jelly Bean, I know you've kind of been you know you've been going through it this past year too um and you've had some some losses that have been pretty public out on Facebook and uh I know if you want to talk about that a little bit but also also talk about you know how you've You've kind of been dealing with it personally, dealing with some of that grief, and dealing with you know, in in your daily life. Yeah,
11: it, it's hard, bro. You know, uh, we lost lost our son back in April, and mm-hmm. uh, and the struggle's real. You know, my family's totally broken, man. So mm-hmm. every day's a struggle. Every day's uh, you know, you know, every day's different, but every day is a struggle. So mm-hmm. you know, and it's different for me, you know, because I I've dealt with this all my life. You know, you know, going back to you know my my brother, I lost a brother when uh, he was 13 years old. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and I've been through it with between my mom, my grandma, and, and, and you know, different family members and stuff. But now, you know, it never, you never get used to it. You never, you know, there ain't no school that you can go to for this type of grief. Mm-hmm. So you just, you know, you, you try to maintain it. You try to be there for your family. And now, sorry, now with all the the, the strife that we got going on in the world with the pandemic and and the racial injustice and all that stuff. So it's it's hard, but we, we just try to keep it moving. You know? Do you
0: feel that there's some some approaches to how you're handling it that works better than others? I mean, I know that you know both Tony and Morris have said they they stayed busy, and Garrett said it too. You know, part of it's yeah just kind of in, in putting yourself in the music. And I know you do a lot of playing. You sit in with a lot of different bands. Do you find that's really? Uh, really the best thing for you
11: yeah music is healing man i'm in the process now i'm in the infant stages of trying to start a museum around here uh the minneapolis sound museum thing i'm trying to do that and you know getting people on board with that is in the infant stages and uh and yeah you know my family kind of gets on me about sitting in all the time and stuff but (laughs) you know i (laughs) chris you know i got that book man you know i'm not happy unless i'm (laughs) beating the hell out of some drums or my guitars turned up to 11. So, you know, so that helps. Music is healing. I always tell all my friends and music is healing.
0: Yeah. I think that's a common thread that everybody here has is that, you know, they kind of felt like, you know, um, that music is just so insanely important uh, for people. And, um, you know, one of the things that, you know, to kind of go, what Rob said, you know, as far as, you know, your perspective of how things work out, You know, it's hard to accept losses. But one of the things that uh, a quote that I had actually written down by John Piper that said, God is always doing 10,000 things in your life. And you may only be aware of three of them.
11: Yeah, right. That's true.
0: And so even though you're kind of in the middle of everything and you're really feeling like there's you know the weight of the world on you and that you don't feel like you're going to make it out the other side, you know you can mm-hmm. and 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 it's it's all done through just focus as duan said focusing on god focusing on you know prayer and just getting you know getting your head in a scenario where god is never going to give you more than you can't handle so you just got to have to keep you moving have to believe forward yeah you have to believe
11: that yeah Mm-hmm. And I think yeah.
10: piggybacking off of what um Mr. Page said about all of us living in our bubbles, right? I think um, America got caught with with our pants down. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. yeah we, we did. Think. Yeah, we got did. caught with our pants down. And meaning like and our underwear uh, down. <laughs> <laughs> meaning like there's today. There's no such thing as community. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. no. Everyone is about themselves. Mm-hmm. Had this pandemic hit in the 80s no. we, would all, we would have all locked arms regardless of our differences right mm-hmm. right it would have been yeah. different yeah mm-hmm. so i think it's i think um we're, we're getting a reality check about what's what's, imp, what's more important is it things yeah. or is it or is it your, your fellow man yeah because and
7: today we're, a little bit about vulnerability absolutely. right like that yeah. when people say how are you doing to be honest right and, and right. you know oh what can i do for you tell them right Right, Don't and then say, and, I'll and, let you know.
10: and then, and then yeah. trust That's and like, trust. How you doing? I'm fine. Exactly.
8: Maybe I'm and not fr- fine.
10: <laughs> right, and then and then trust and trust the process. Trust the bigger picture. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. trust the bigger good, the greater good. No one's doing that today, not for the yeah. most part. No.
6: No.
8: That's true. Yeah. That's you know, we, we, we were now. talking about just a minute ago. We were talking about music. Um, I I just one of the things I've been doing, trying to deal with my issues is you know i i tend to read a lot anyway but there's this great book that oprah winfrey oprah winfrey wrote with uh, a doctor named bruce perry and it's called what happened to you Mm -hmm. and one of the things they talk about is that it's about trauma and how early trauma really affects you throughout your whole life but one of the things it talks about is it talks about What are the things you can do or what things help you deal with that trauma? And um, for any of us that have had children, you know that when they're a baby, if they're having challenges, if, if they're crying, if you can rock them in a certain rhythm, then you can calm them down. And that is actually a very, very basic part of our brain and music and rhythm actually do help us, regardless of whether we're children or adults, it gets to the very, very basic part of that, what they call lizard brain, where it soothes you and it gets you to calm down. And that's one of the things about music um, that really, really affects us all, that rhythm And it's it's scientifically proven that this helps people. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, using music therapy, using just rhythmic activities, dance or, you know, playing an instrument or whatever.
7: Drumming circles.
8: Drumming, yes. It really, really is a very effective way to just get you back to that basic of being a human being. Mm-hmm.
10: And that's the, know, that's that's interesting that you said that because um um music today doesn't bring us together.
6: It you're divides. right. It does. Right. There's right. No it right. there's,
10: yeah. there's there's no harmonic content to it. There's no soul in it. There's no there's no <laughs> color Right. one One of my one of my I'm still inspired by this guy today, and I'm looking right at him today with these big framed black glasses on, sitting at the top of the screen. <laughs> <laughs> right. This guy, man, like being being in his being in his studio, uh, off of third and lake, and you wake up in the morning, and his cat is sitting in there, man, with these long ass fingers, <clears> just <throat> just layering, 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 and just layering me and Kip just had this conversation that producers don't even create like that anymore. That's ancient. How he creates is ancient. It's it's like, it's a dying art. It's going away. So what does that say about and and, and, and music is huge. It plays so much within the community. So if that's the case, that's one of the main driving forces to why there is no community today because you don't have real art on the mainstream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Something absolutely. Yeah. And to yeah. okay. Oh, no, once again we got once again we got caught with our pants down. It's not <laughs> just music
2: either, you know. That's um, that's artistically all the way around the board is what I'm mm-hmm. talking about. Like the, the world, the whole world is lacking soul right now. The days oh, exactly. that we keep talking about, we're good. The '80s, the '70s, mm-hmm. and even the '90s, we still had soul. Everybody still had Facts. soul. There was a little soul yeah. in the music there's mm-hmm. still a little soul in the community you know there was still right. a little yeah. soul in the art you know there's no soul in it anymore <laughs> you know the
5: the funny thing is too uh you know it, it's 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 very interesting because as a society you know it, it's we are living in the most narcissistic times in human history when mm-hmm. we talk about uh everything uh, you know it's about the selfie it's about oh. me. it's mm-hmm. about and the other part of it is the sheer and utter greed that exists mm-hmm. in, in the world. Uh-huh. And I think it's just lunacy that when we look at the situation with the, with the world, I mean, I'm not I'm trying not to de- deviate from the topic that we're on here, but I think
2: it's important that, it.
5: that people re- really understand the gravity of the situation that we find ourselves uh, with the environment, with the, with the mental health, you know, all of these things are connected. You know, as we, as I watch, you know, the 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 Earth, uh, you know, not the. Earth, I can't really say that the Earth is deteriorating. What happens is, we as stewards of the planet are allowing it to to, to go in a direction that's counter to our well-being. Uh, exactly. the, the Earth has gone through a lot of different things over the over the millions of years that it's been here. So what will happen is. We'll create a condition that's not really great for us. And the world will just get rid of us. We're the only species really on the planet that if you kill us off, the planet will actually do better. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else, if you kill the bees, we got one year to live At the bees one year. That's
8: true. Yeah, no, you're right. The planet's gonna going I mean, gonna the planet to keep going. The planet will keep moving.
5: Ourselves. It'll just snuff us out. We got yeah. the situation. Uh, and and, and, that's, and, and really therein is. lies the problem, so we have to you know, there's a collective consciousness. and I'm sitting here looking at the Justice League of just musicians. I got Jelly Bean. I got Tony. And, and brother, uh, uh, Garrett, I knew your dad, man. uh, uh Gary Shida was one of my heroes, man. Yes, right sir. I played yes. with Maceo for some years and, and uh, you know, Fred and all of them and, right and George. And, and, and so, you know, right. man, Amp Fiddler, all them cats, man. These are all yeah. my dudes from back could you know. Changed my Skip life, Curtis. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And so...
2: Up, yeah. we, we have
5: all of these skill sets that we still know and we still have. We just got, you know, we. it's just everything is a cyclical kind of thing. It's, we just like look at the music like a big, giant turntable. And it's like the needle's over here, but it's all coming back around. And we have to just take the skill sets that we've learned from Prince and we've learned from George and James and Sly. And, yeah. and we can still do these things. Jelly Bean is one of the greatest musicians in the game. This right. dude can play all kinds of stuff. You know what i'm saying and we have to combine our skill sets and save the world you know we got to look at ourselves like these superheroes because we got to do something and we only can do it by what Juan was saying we got to work together we got to just understand that the consciousness is damaged and we have to inject <coughs> principles that we know to be uh productive and, and that we know to be something that's going to be uh of a, of a improvement to society and i think that's what we have to do uh, yep. With the skill sets that we have, because we're running out of time, folks. I mean, uh, once this shelf breaks, the quarter, breaks down. Absolutely,
10: absolutely. And
5: we're we're, yeah. we're going to be in a world of trouble. The, and we're talking about short order. We're not talking about a hundred mm-hmm. years from now. You know, we're
10: talking about Real. ten years. You know, facts 10 years. It's right in I mean, our facts. face right now, breach, bro. Breach,
5: mold, Breach.
10: Facts. So, yeah. so, facts. So, so we, have right to, right we have to. We have
5: to. Absolutely, we have to understand that the urgency of the situation. And then uh, correlate to, to uh, we all work together, and we all like do something together. Be a voice that can change it. Because man, I'm telling you, the, the, the alternative is not good, folks. No, nope. nah. right. no.
8: Nope. The thing, right. thing that's Music going to... is healing, and rhythm is healing. That's 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 what it came from.
0: Yeah, what were we gonna say, Jeff? And that was so our
8: this... connection.
1: Yeah. The thing that's going to put this into a better perspective or send us in the direction is the one thing that uh, I don't think it's been mentioned yet because we've been talking about a lot of things and that is um, honesty. Mm. Because we've got to start becoming very honest with who we are and what we're doing um, in order to be able to bring these things out. Like a session like this, for example, it's bringing out humbleness and honesty. And now it's like, hey, wait a second, this is what we need to do. I used to I would live in the studio day and night, always creating, creating, creating. And my daughter passed and all these things happened, and you know, people are getting crazy. And suddenly I found I don't want to be in the studio. Like I can't get my creative juices going. Like when I get in there, when I sit down in front of my board or in front of my guitar or my whatever instrument I'm I'm sitting in front of, nothing happens. And so then I had to jump out and say, okay, well, let's be honest. Am I going to the studio because that's my default, and that's what I'm used to, or is that what my body needs? Because I'm going through something, we're changing, and you change when things happen. And I found all of a sudden, okay, let's not worry about creating. And I would just thump and make noise or just you know do you know play an instrument without a direction or a path. Or I have other projects with obligations, so how do I get my creative juices? Well, stop trying to be creative and let your body flow. Um, it's just like Morris said, it, it's, it's a kinetic energy. Everything is energy. And if we continue to block it by trying to make ourselves be, do, or, or, or um, affect something, it, it's not going to flow. We have to relax and let things happen. And, and the true us will come out. And then all of a sudden creativity comes back. Uh, Meeting the people that you need to meet come into play because things start aligning once you put yourself out there in the universe. So I think this session and this moment is where things will start to change. And like you said, when people need to come together and, and create. The music that we listen to, oh, that's that's tearing us down, tearing us apart. The frequencies, everything is just tearing us apart. We're not resonating. We're not vibrating properly. But once you start becoming honest and feeling and letting it go, believe me, those things will happen. So I, I think we're in a good position to affect the change. It's just a, the change. It's just a matter of people coming together and starting it. And then it will grow from there, but it won't happen until it comes from an honest place, not just a showman's place or anything else. It's it's got Absolutely. to come from an honest place. That's what I like to
0: say. And, and Yoshiko, you know, you kind of been sitting quiet for a while there. You are our you know licensed professional, actually, in here. Uh, Jen stepped away for a moment, but you know, what do you kind of? I'm you know what? What's some of your takeaways? Some of your advice for some of the folks here, and, and you're muted. I can see you Uh Yeah. Um, what? What? What are some good takeaways for people who are kind of still in
4: that loss state? I'm I agreeing. think <clears throat> I think that everything that everybody has been saying has really been awesome because it goes back to what I was saying earlier, as far as you know, really finding your rhythm. You know, really finding what is it that it is that you need to do in order to cope, and when that thing isn't working, such as what Jeff was just talking about, then you learn to migrate and you learn something else. Um, so I, I really do believe that each individual has the ability to uh, foster that coping, and if they don't, then you know. Um, like I think you said, her name was Jen, the the other LPC was talking about, you know, just finding other resources that may be helpful for you, because every person um, is going to find their own rhythm in going through um, grief or depression. Um, One thing that I thought about as Jeff was talking about the whole honesty piece was that when we were doing... um, music conferences. People come to a music conference, you know, they want to meet the musicians. They want to meet everybody who is behind the scenes. They want to become the next whatever, you know, celebrity. Um, And, but we started with a, a mental health and a health portion and people, you know, had to be ushered in. To be honest, Jeff was actually the usher in, uh, you know, Jeff would <laughs> Usher the people in because nobody wants to come to a music conference and talk about mental health. I mean, who wants to do that? And I found that, you know, when the people actually came in and started talking, you will find that people actually relate to uh, mental health a lot because, as we talked about, the stigma that's attached to mental health. And one thing that I just want to just, you know, let all the listeners know is, um, we do wanna start with the stigma when it comes to mental health. All of us um, have some level of mental health. If you think about a ruler, a ruler starts with zero and it goes to 12. You just have to figure out where you are on that ruler. Um, Some people may only stay between the zero and one part of it, meaning that they have the skills, they have the coping in order to tackle depression or anxiety, or any, any of the other, um, you know, symptoms that may come about. But then, you know, people are maybe around the 10 or 11, and those are the people that normally will go and seek some type of treatment uh, to help with their, with their mental health. So I, I want to make that very clear that, you know, please don't think that, you know, um, because you are reaching out to loved ones, you're leaning on family or You are going into an office to see a therapist for, you know, anything that you're dealing with. And and also therapy is not just for when you're going through something. Sometimes you Mm -hmm. just need to just kind of have that unbiased person. That's one thing that someone told me. They just wanted to come in to just have a non-biased somebody that they can talk to about just some things that they just was experiencing. Um, So I'm hoping that I'm answering, kind of answering your question, but I know that those are some things that I really wanted to get out because when I'm going out and I'm speaking to individuals about mental health, um, one thing that I really don't like is when someone in the celebrity world um, goes through something. And the first thing that you see in the comment section is oh, mental illness is real, or, you know, they they say things like that, and it just makes me just want to just throw my phone when I see things like that because with those type of stigma is what keeps people from really being honest about what they're going through. So, Yeah, um, I I, I think that's really important because,
0: you know, that's one of the reasons why I invited so many guests on today is because I wanted – us regular folk to be able to, to see that it's, it's not just you going through it. You can have all levels of a successful career and you are not immune to depression. You're not immune to any of this, any of this stuff. And it's real and it happens to everyone. Um, Jen, was it, is there a specific, this is for Jen, our other professional on the mix. Um, is that Jen? Is that Sorry. your dog? <laughs> <laughs> you we'll get to hear a little bit from
6: our uh, thank you for uh,
0: thank you for a little injection of levity. I appreciate yeah. it. Uh, yeah. Is there any is there a specific resource that you would send people to like I, I just did a scroll on the bottom up to the National Depression hotline, you know, which is obviously just like which is like a blanket type of scenario. Mm-hmm. Is there a specific place that you go to that you, that you would tell people to go to? <laughs> Lord. Your
6: house, you.
7: Beyond your local pet rescue. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, Believe it or not, Psychology Today, which started out as a real pop psychology magazine probably 20, 25 years ago, has some really good resources online. Um, they also have a ton of available therapists that you can um, reach out to. And every single um, magazine that that you run across or, or if you go to their website, they're going to have lots of other links um, there's there's also NAMI, which is the um, www.nami.org, which is the National Alliance for the Mentally Ill. Um, there's also um, uh, NIM, which is the National Institute of Mental Health um, gov actually, and um, that that's a great resource um, for do you.
0: Think do you people. think there's a stigma when you know you say? You know, because immediately when people hear mental health and mental health illness, you know, it's like okay, I, I I'm I'm kind of feeling a little bit of grief. I'm kind of feeling a little bit of, you know, I, I I'm feeling some kind of way, but I don't I don't want to be categorized as mental health illness. Can you kind of remove that stigma as far as I don't know why they titled it that way? It seems kind of abuse, uh, abrupt, I guess, but, uh, actually I
7: mean, in, in Arizona, they refer to it in a lot of other places in the country. They've started referring it to it as behavioral health. And for that very reason uh, to take yeah. that stigma away. And one of the things that I tell people when they come in is, okay, mental health, but the, the organ in your body that's affected is your brain. That's no different than your heart being affected or your lungs being affected or your liver. It, it just happens to be your brain. And so we call it mental, but um, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're ill. It means that your health is not at an optimal level. And so we'd like to do what we can to get it to an optimal level so that you feel more successful in your life and that you feel more satisfied. In a a broader sense, the World Health Organization calls it subjective well being. And because there are so many different cultural standards about what makes you happy or what makes you unhappy. And that begins to incorporate all kinds of things like housing and poverty and access to resources and uh, employment and all of those things that can also factor into. A person's um, wellness um, or sense of anxiety or depression.
8: Yeah, um, you know what's being- really funny about that is, um, you know, it's really changed so much since I was a kid, and it's becoming more accepted. And I was talking to my my one of my kids, Tristan, about this, and and I think we've talked about him before, or them before, and. Uh, you know, they're, they're able to have opportunities to adjust for what adjust for their disability within the schooling system. But it's not necessarily as available for those of us who are in the work world. Mm -hmm. And I'm struggling with this now because, uh, you know, I, I had a very tragic recent loss and um it really affected some other underlying conditions i have and um as someone who grew up during a period when this wasn't something that was really acceptable i mean this was you know nobody talked about this then um it's really been a struggle for me to ask for the accommodations that I need um, and to feel like I'm a productive part of society when, you know, I've been basically a productive part of society for all my life. And it's, it's, it's really interesting to be in this time now when we're slowly getting there, but we've still got a long way to go.
0: Yeah, and I, I think that you know to kind of add on to that, and um, you know Jellybean, I'll kind of bring you in on this. Uh, and Morris, you kind of hinted at it, hinted at it a little bit, you know, as far as the the stigma surrounding it and how society kind of views it. Um, because I think Michael Che has started to talk more about the fact in the black community that mental health was not is not something that was even just. Wasn't even talked about I mean, publicly.
11: Considered. Yeah, it was taboo.
0: It's, it's, yeah, it was just taboo. Uh, right. It was taboo. just like, yeah. oh, yeah. that's just that's just so and so. It's you know he has a whole yeah. you a, so- a sucker for that. It. You don't need that. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. It's just yeah. yeah. It's it's yeah. it's just you know it's just oh he's just he's crazy. He just likes oh, to. That's right. crazy. Truckers. Yeah, he
11: don't <laughs> need <don't> nobody. <know> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, he just, he just likes yeah, well, walk it just, around. It, just,
5: it, it, it was just this thing that just made it like you're just not you're not masculine. If you mm-hmm. you got you know you got to be able to tough it out and, right. and, yeah, and all right. of this kind of terms. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, yeah hey, you'll I'm punk, you'll punk yeah. if you don't do this. And yeah, stuff, yeah. and it's I, like, I will man, say
9: too, it, it, it can. I'm sorry, just to say it also was. I feel like when I was younger, it almost felt like a thing that I remember older people saying, like that's something white folks do. Young, we don't we don't we don't yeah. do that. We yeah. don't yeah. Yeah. Well, you know I was but that there was those things that yeah. we don't do that that's white
2: folks thing yeah. another thing right. too that also coincides with uh uh we 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 don't we can't, not allow to cry in our communities we have to be tough oh, yeah. you not know so we're silly. not allowed we're not allowed yeah. to be vulnerable yeah. uh, all of those right. things that essentially drive you into some kind of you know mental kind of disarray all those kinds of things are, are are taboo in our communities. We we just have to tough everything out. We're not allowed to speak yeah. on it. We're not allowed to, you know, to, to it, it, not not allowed to just not absolutely. allowed to feel any way vulnerable. You know, yeah. you just have and, to and, and you power. know what
5: the other thing that happens in that scenario is that you know. Uh, <laughs> I always used to wonder in, in the United States when it comes to race and it comes to the treatment of, of, of persons of color and race is that the only way that when you think of some of the horrific things that have happened mm. to the people of color in this country over the years, you think, how can anybody treat another human in this manner? How can you do such a thing? Well, the first thing is you have to not see them as human. Mm. You, and, and so when you when you take these things when we talk about mental health if you talk about oh just just throw it to the side or that's something for yeah. white folks you know and if you're not getting a proper mental then you mental care you can't then on on the other hand say you oh, people are like animals they, mm-hmm. they just don't, because you, you it's a systemic thing that happens yeah. so you you don't go get mental health that's the one thing that if you're a paraplegic the one thing you need to work is your brains. That's the thing that's gonna motor all of it. Thank you, Miss Alyssa. That's the thing that's that's driving the whole thing is your mind and your brains. And so if you if you've already given it a situation where you're not giving any attention to that uh, one of your most major components that you need in order to work in order to live, well then man, you're just a vegetable. And I think uh, is everything in life is balanced, man. And it's just like. When you find out that that we that we that when you can do better, then we have to do better, mm-hmm. and we do have to. You know, we, you do need mental uh, uh, help sometimes. You do need these types of things yes, in do. order to like get on the same footing as everybody else, so that you can get your mental health good and get your mental state good. And so, I, I think uh, that's something that we have to learn that as, as black people and people of color. Uh, that that uh, no, it ain't just for white folks and just for folks with money or just. It's like anybody can yeah. use right. some mental preach uh, uh, Yeah, absolutely. Uh, mental health, absolutely. absolutely. Me or something absolutely. like that, man. I just think that's just. And once everybody realizes that's the case, and everybody can be serviced, then I think society will benefit from it. Mm-hmm.
2: I absolutely. Think, I think society <laughs> can use the therapist. I
6: think right. Yeah.
2: Straight up though. That I'm telling you, especially where we at now, man. I Damn. think um uh wow I, what I think is these stigmas that we're talking about that we've been kind of living all these years, I think uh where we're at now is kind of an end result of us kind of bottling yes, it in all of these years. That's mm-hmm. what I think it is. It's cause
5: and effect, brother. Cause yes, right.
2: You yes know. sir and yeah, now the I whole mean, world needs a shrink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, that and to shrink
0: and to that extent would you would you uh I, I guess i'll ask uh yoshiko this question do you feel like it's important for um uh, individuals of color to see specifically a black psychologist somebody that can actually that is aware of all the i mean because obviously there's things that we just experience differently. And that's just unfortunately the, the way the way of the world. Do you think it's a good idea for uh, for people of color to see a black psychologist?
4: I do. And um, a lot of times I am sought out for that reason because what I've been told is that they want to go to someone that, that looks like them who potentially would understand the traumas and, and different mm-hmm. things of that yeah, sort, yeah. especially being 20 years um, in the counseling field, where I've worked with um, in community mental health. So, you know, mm-hmm. we go out into the homes and we provide uh, mental health services to mm-hmm. adults and children. So, it's definitely, you know, some of the things that some of you were talking about that you know, it is taboo. You do have, you know, you go in there to work with the kid who's having some behavioral problems and you have the parents who's kind of looking from the other room, giving them the eyes, you know, to to not say anything, you know, to be quiet, you know, but yet you're asking for help, but you really don't want the help. Um, And what I find is that, you know, when we put uh, white counselors into the home, you know, they had a a very hard time because of, you know, certain (coughs) Um, they weren't sure, you know, if they were going to um, come in and, and remove the children, or they felt mm-hmm. that, you know, if they told mm-hmm. them that they were experiencing mm-hmm. any types of hallucinations, that they will be hospitalized. So mm-hmm. I think that for some mm-hmm. people, not all, um, that mm-hmm. many Black um, people may seek um, other Black professionals, even down mm-hmm. to medication management. I've had mm-hmm. Some clients tell me that they don't want to see certain other, um, you know, race or cultures. They only want to see uh, a black psychiatrist to uh, so have them mid. So it's definitely, you know, a preference that I have seen in my experience.
0: Yeah, I think that's a, a, a fantastic, I think that's a fantastic point because I, I guess I never really thought of that, obviously, because I'm a white guy. Uh <laughs> what uh believe it or not very uh, here we go. yeah so wow you, i know no so, <laughs> i know it's 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 a shocker <laughs> um brain. but you know it, it's one of those scenarios where you know you look at you know, look at the, the the stigma of it in <clears> in, in white culture w- what i mean I, I guess i'll ask jellybean what um cuz i mean i know you've been going through a lot with the loss of your son recently You know, do you feel like there's a stigma with seeing a mental health professional uh, in the black community as from your perspective?
11: Personally, from my family, we have a black woman because, I mean, just because we should, you know, considering what we go through around here and stuff. But
0: yeah.
5: Yeah,
11: I do.
0: Morris, what do you think about that? Say it again? I'm sorry. Now, I'm just do you feel like there is a stigma in the black community about seeing mental health professionals? I know that you know from from
5: yeah in the, in, oh yeah, yeah uh, yes, yes, sir, I, I think definitely um, uh, there's a stigma. I, I, I do I think it's opening up somewhat I, I I think so, but I do think that there's still that 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 thing, and, and you know maybe in some cases, peer pressure, maybe in some cases, you just all of the stuff you've been told is just you know solidified in your mind and you just are, are cool with just keeping the status quo but I'm, I'm here to tell you that i i know personally from my own experience that it, you can benefit from it uh and, you know a lot of times people just think well i'm a pretty smart guy and i you know these are trained professionals man and uh you know uh they they have a they, they've been trained to notice certain things uh to, to reason out certain things, and I think it just sometimes, it just takes that different perspective to yes. come to an understanding of what, you know, some of the things yes. that you may not be checking for, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so, I'm, I'm all about, you know, Prince used to tell me all the time, he said, like, anything that I didn't yeah. do good, to do well, he said, Morris, if you don't do that well, get somebody who does, and and, and get them mm-hmm. to do it. You know, why, why are you going to try to play some drums raggedy? Call Jelly beans. Let's get him to do it. He's good at it. Get him to do it. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it just so you can say you did it. Bro, and He'd break it down, with you. He down, to you. It's just like, oh man, Press and break it off. He'll tell you He'll like break this. you off. Oh, yes, yeah. sir. Don't 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 even go there. Just get it done right, man. Yeah. And, and, yeah. And so go to somebody know. who knows something about this. They're professionals. They 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 understand it. And so that's what you want. And it makes sense to me, man. It makes yes. sense to me. And I'm not going to waste time trying to sit here and 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 uh, you know self-analyze and do a bunch of things like that. But did I did that for years, and, and the fact that, yeah. that I could go it's- and talk to somebody, it really lifted a lot, a lot off of myself. You know, man, there's there's a lot of things that I know personally I'd like to fix about my about myself, and I think when you can articulate that to somebody, and just so that it can help you find the tools to uh, to 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 do that. You know, yeah. and it's a process, man. You don't go for one, a couple of sessions. Nope. It's just like going to work out, man. you yeah. going to the gym. You don't go over there, press a few pounds. you like, <laughs> you checking <laughs> muscles already. Like, yeah. No, it's
11: no don't work like that, that
5: man. No. Like, don't work like that. It's a process. And you have yes, to go is. in and you have to go through it. You have to talk to them and you run into some roadblocks and you do, it's just like anything else. And it plateaus sometimes and you just keep working. And, and that's how you get through things. That's how you build up something. And so, um, you know, and if it's not the right person, find somebody else, it's just mm-hmm. like a restaurant. You know, I had a dentist one time gave me some of the best advice in the world. He said, I, I had bad experiences as a kid here in the South, in the country. We had like a dentist that he sucked, but everybody went to him uh, and it's like, you don't care. And it's like, uh, you know, he was terrible. This dude was terrible. And I didn't like dentists because of it. And I was living in Chicago and I went to the dentist and I told the dude, I said, hey, man, I'm going to tell you right now, I, I'm not feeling the dental stuff. I'm not feeling you. And he said, Mr. Hayes, let me ask you a question. He said, when you go to McDonald's, you get a bad sandwich. Do you stop eating or do you find somewhere else to go? Well. <laughs> uh-huh. He said, so you don't stop eating if you get a raggedy sandwich down at the McDonald's. You just go, go somewhere <laughs> else <to laughs> some <there."> Exactly. <laughs> he said, I'm a great dentist and I'm going to look out for you. And that dude was, he, he fixed my mouth. He hooked me up. And and that's the thing that I think some of us do. We get a bad experience with one person and think that's the end all be all. It's like and that made it. I'm, I'm all about common sense, just like logical common sense. And he made it in such a way. that He said, "Yeah, you're gonna know, stop eating if just because you went to McDonald's and it sucks. You go eat somewhere else." And and he yeah. says, "Find somebody good that can can service what you need." And I think that's what we have to do instead of like you know like stopping it once we have a bad experience or something that you don't find optimal. I think then if you can just say, let let me find somebody else that may be more in tune. It's just like anything else in life. You know, you find a place that you like to eat. You find a place that you like to go, a nice church. There's a church on every corner around here. But, you know, people have to find a church home. That's what I say. Welcome to our church home. (laughs) You got to find a place that resonates with you and that that you like and that you Mm -hmm. enjoy. And once you do that, then you're more apt to. You know, even a band, even the people you in a band with, it's like a little marriage, man. You got to be with these folks. Ain't nothing worse than being in a band with people you don't like.
8: Mm-hmm.
5: <laughs> you don't want to do Truth. that. One. So, so, so you, you got to find the right yeah. combination in the right situation in order to move yourself forward and to move the situation forward, I
0: think. Yeah. Well, one of the things we wanted to do is I wanted to make sure that we were also, you know, motivational and inspirational as we kind of get towards it. And so I'm going to come to each one of you and hopefully, uh, uh, you will have a motivational, uh, Michael. I see you got your hand raised. Let me. Uh, I'm gonna let you speak. Sorry. Just
9: real quick, because I don't know if we really touched on this uh, as well. But just if if one of the specialists could speak on anxiety, like I think mm-hmm. a lot of people go through heavy anxiety. Me being one, so I'm here for my session. But <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a serious thing. I mean, for whatever it could be, job, or it could be. Uh, family stuff it could be relationships but i know i can speak from experience sometimes that that can be crippling man And when Mm -hmm. it starts to kind of get the best of you and -hmm. you start self-doubting yourself and i think now since we are so connected through this and we're connected tonight maybe it's an opportunity to let people know hey you feeling like that too so am i like we're not you're not you're not in this by yourself, as they said earlier, but if someone could speak on anxiety, that's what I'm going to ask.
2: Man, anytime I step to a microphone, man, I still feel <laughs> all that. <laughs> still, you know, don't y'all for one minute think that uh, anxiety is not common amongst a lot of us, man. Mm. But uh, I mean, just for for one example, but uh, I I 100 I uh, uh, percent uh, uh, agree with what you're saying there, uh, Michael. Uh, anxiety for me is probably one of my biggest issues is, um, anxiety. But what what are you anxious about? Just a a lot of things, having to make decisions, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just having to make decisions about things, you know what I mean? Uh, it's
0: just like a broad anxiety. Yeah, broad anxiety. Yeah, Yeah.
2: The bigger the decision, you know, the bigger the situation you have to face. You know, uh, I, I, I have an anxiety about, um, i have a social anxiety you Mm -hmm. know what i mean i'm not really good socializing around people and sometimes it terrifies me The you know just the thought of having to socialize with people that i've never socialized with before Mm -hmm. terrifies me to the point where you might you know what i got something else i gotta do just came up man Um, (laughs) you know know, anxiety is real
1: you know um One of the things i found when it comes to uh, feeling anxiety and just getting those feelings, um, a lot of it is directly related to again, what society's taught us to always put a certain face forward. How will I look to someone else? So you're so worried about how do I look and how is the, uh Oh, Mm -hmm. if I, if I do this, and then you start getting more nervous because you're thinking Mm -hmm. about yourself. Mm -hmm. How do I look? How, who's looking at me? And, one of the things I, I decided to do, this is years ago, is I, I was also um, doing stand-up comedy. And I decided I would do heavy stand-up comedy and improv to get myself, like the social thing, for example, people who um, at the events that we'll go to, yeah, I look like, hey, he's he's out there talking to everybody. But on the inside, I'm screaming. Mm-hmm. I am, I'm just like, ugh. You know, before I go to an event, you know, I got to go to the bathroom first.
6: You
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, Yoshiko, you actually deal with uh, uh, entertainers specifically in, mm. in some of the counseling and stuff that you do. So kind of speaking to the anxiety uh, that Garrett's talking about, uh, that um, Michael's talking about, you know, from an entertainment perspective, what are some specific things that you would say to somebody who's a performer or that has some type of is in the public eye like these gentlemen are? How would they over? How, what's some things that you could say to them to help them overcome their anxiety? Well, <laughs> I think she's, I think she's anxious. So, what, so wow. I would say um, <clears throat>
4: social anxiety, you Can you hear me?
0: Um, you cut out for a you're, second. You're, yeah, you cut out for a second. Am I here? Sorry. Am I yeah, here? You're here. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Yeah, you're here. <laughs> go, no, go ahead.
4: Am I frozen? <laughs> we, we, hear I we hear you. No, know, you're freezing. We, 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 we can All hear you. All right. We
0: okay.
4: hear you. <laughs> All right. I'm going to try to make this brief because I don't know if my... You can hear me? Okay, good. Okay, good. So... um surprisingly a lot of entertainers talk about having that social anxiety which is was when i started hearing about it i was like what like you get on that stage and you just you know just just throw down you know and everything um but what you know they tell me is that sometimes what they do is they just kind of focus on like one place um in the venue and so therefore they're kind of like you know zoning out of other individuals, and then something that we don't often talk about, which some people don't like to talk about, is cannabis. Um, sometimes mm-hmm. the use of of cannabis, uh, you know, kind of helps to you know decrease some of those nerves and um, and anxiety. Uh, to each their own. I'm not going to advocate one way or can the other.
9: A um, but
4: a lot is of times, it's uh, in state? motivation now, doing some of those techniques.
9: CBD. <laughs> <laughs>
4: right so so cbd right um Mm -hmm. you know doing those breathing techniques um meditation grounding Mm -hmm. you know some of those things would be very um useful you know prior to maybe going into that environment that you find to become more stressful yeah and and jennifer i know that you
0: actually do talk quite a bit about meditation i know that's something that Mm -hmm that Rob spends a lot of time with is is Mm -hmm. focusing on meditation is, is meditation pretty much your like first go-to when you're talking to somebody who has a good bit of anxiety.
7: Um, It it certainly is one of the first things that I discuss with them because it has so many benefits. Um, The thing that actually has the greatest benefit for anxiety over everything else in terms of scientific um, information is animals. (laughs) So, you know, lots of people are are getting emotional support animals, psychiatric service animals um, and taking them along with them. And that helps a great deal when I have clients with anxiety that have to go out and maybe professionally do performances or whatnot. uh, A couple of things that I help them with is that, number one, everybody in the audience wants you to do well. They're there to see a good show. They're there to see a good performance. They're there to see a good presentation. No one wants you to fall on your face and everybody's there, not putting pressure on you, but just waiting and supporting you. And if you can kind of tell yourself in your head that that's what this is about, they're all there to support you. And to remember that you never want to spend more than five minutes right now on something that's not going to matter five years from now. And so, you know, just doing that breathing that, uh, you know, Shiko talked about is important. Um, And to understand that, you know, the kind of this too shall pass. Most emotional states passed within 20 minutes. We think it's going to last forever, but it doesn't. And so if we can just kind of allow ourselves to sit through that moment and know that it's likely to pass and we'll get to the other side of it. Um, that does tend to help quite a bit.
8: Yeah. I, what, I I meditate probably two to three times a day. And I've been meditating since I was 16. Um, wow. And um, there, there are so many different ways to do it. And there's no really right or wrong way to do it. So, you know, if you're... If you feel weird about doing it, I would say just try it. And if if you're if 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 you're like concerned about how to do it, there's like apps applica- there's like apps out there that you can try, and just try Damn. them and see. I mean, yeah, um, definitely. I, for a long time, I I did all my meditations, you know, completely on my own. And then uh, Jen got the Calm app, and I started using that. And the guided meditations I found really Really helped me. They, they, they helped push me forward. And honestly, you know, there there are days when I will meditate four, five, six times a day. Oh, such, um,
0: wish we had that time. Right. <laughs> 10 minutes. I mean, he doesn't have ten minutes That's, here or there. Yeah, not, to well. Throw in. I got ten minutes, huh. but not time six. Well, yeah, Uh, but you know, just (laughs) even one,
8: just even one or two really makes a big difference. And it just depends on how, how, how much my brain is, is, is just going off the rails. And And, it really uh, gives you an opportunity to reconnect with yourself. And like Jen said, that's the biggest thing that I've gotten from it is that nothing lasts for very long. It's, Mm -hmm. you can sit there and go, Oh my God, the world is ending and you're feeling these horrible feelings inside yourself. But if you take a few minutes to like focus on your breathing and focus on anything else, you'll realize, oh, everything is, everything is temporary. Everything is impermanent. And so these feelings that are making you feel like nothing will ever change and (laughs) nothing will ever be better, they'll go away. There's
7: a phrase that I use with my clients about anxiety because you get that idea that you just want to hide from it, that fight or flight, right? And so what I tell them is this, that when you hide from your fear, you make it grow. And when you face it, you make it go. Mm. And it's it's counterintuitive. You think if I face up to my anxiety, I'm going to get overwhelmed and it's going to be worse, but it's not. Carol Burnett was you know, one of the most famous entertainers of our time. She had a horrible stage fright, terrible social anxiety. So at the start of every show, she would turn up all the house lights and walk around and talk to the whole audience so that she wouldn't have panic attacks during your show. Wow. And there are a lot of performers that will go out and look at the venue with all the lights on and everything for a few minutes before they even let people in so that they kind of know what they're in for. Because it's like, okay, it's just a building. It, you know. It's There's just seats there. I can go out there. I can do this. Um, athletes that go out that I work with and get, you know, they, they get frozen or they get mind um, kind of blanks on what they're doing. I'll say to them, look, you just got to go out there and do what you know how to do. You know how to do yeah. this. You've yeah. done it a hundred times before. You just go out there and do what you know how to do to the best of your ability. And yeah. sometimes it's going to be better than others.
0: Yeah, and I think Rob made a good point that, um, you know, there are apps that you can get for your phone. There's an app called Calm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually have a virtual reality headset, one of the Quest ones or whatever, mm-hmm. and they actually have apps in there. There's mm-hmm. one app called Trip, T-R-I-P-P. Yeah, that is It's like really inexpensive. It's like 10 bucks, but you can, it's actually a meditation app. It like puts you, you can be sitting in the middle of your living room, but it will like put you like buy a, a flowing river in the middle of these, you know, mystic woods and it just kind of put, it takes you and puts you in another place to kind of help with that process. If you're not really good with, you know, moving forward with your imagination and just kind of making that, that happen, because meditation is a very, very difficult thing to get into and to actually be, um, I'm trying to think of the word, um, i guess committed enough to the process because if you
8: can't get into it it's it's so so hard to do but See, what are well, the, one of the things i would like to say about that is that part of the issue is that so many people get caught up in oh am i doing this right or oh you know i'm messing this up or or whatever and it doesn't matter because it's just the process of doing it it's like playing an instrument When you start to play an instrument, you don't get, you know, I play the drums. So, you know, you are not going to hit on every single note. You're not going to get the rhythm right every single time. But you just keep. Unless you're jelly bean. Unless you're jelly bean. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) But the thing is that you just keep doing it. If you sit there and go to my, if you sit there and say to yourself, oh, crap. doing this wrong i'm never going to get it right you're never going to get it right but if you say hey you know what i missed that but i'll just keep doing it it's just the practice of it just the practice of it itself actually helps regardless of how well you do it It you just try it hey
1: chris there's also one other thing i want to i want to mention and and i'm glad i'm glad that went the way it went because rob mentioned Um, meditating sometimes throughout the day, 10 times a day, whatever, throughout the day. (laughs) I haven't gotten
8: that far yet, but six is all right. Well, the
1: the point was, Chris, your first reaction was, I don't have time. Mm -hmm. And see, that's the problem because you actually do have time. Mm -hmm. It's just like when someone says, I don't have the money, but yet they're still buying things. Mm -hmm. It's a matter of setting the priority making the decision and doing it and yes it may not be an hour long a meditation just like you said isn't about an hour long every time but it is a matter of um being committed to doing something so if you stop to just breathe for three minutes just to control your breathing you're doing it already right Hmm. there Right. And so that's the key. We've got to get out of the mentality of, oh, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for that. You just got to set, set the priority and make yourself do it. And before you know it, then you are doing you, – you find yourself doing that all day and not realizing it. And it hasn't interrupted the regular life and the people that are looking out for you or rely on you for things. So it's, it's, it's the kind mentality of, that we have to work on as well.
8: Yeah, it's kind of like saying to yourself, I don't have time to eat you know, or I don't have time to sleep. And we all do that, mm-hmm. but right. when you take the time to eat, when you take the time to sleep, you're taking care of yourself, you feel and you feel better. Yeah. Yeah. Right, and it's the same concept. It's take the time to take care of yourself,
0: yeah. and and I think that's you know, and that's a positive, you know, a positive way to look at it. And you know, what I, and Jeff, when I was referring to the time, I was referring to the time six part. <laughs> <laughs> the, the time six part was was it was a tough part for me but but i probably do have that time at some point you know you know we were talking i was thinking about this before one of the things that i had to start doing was i had to start deleting apps off of my phone mm-hmm. um because you know deleting the angry birds and deleting stuff you know all those all those games because the time that you spend playing those types of things are <laughs> time that you can utilize to better yourself right. and to yeah. and to kind of put yourself into a better position whether it's learning a new language whether it's meditating whether it's what whatever. So what I w- what I want to do here, though, to kind of close things out, um, because I want to be respectful of everybody's time here, is that uh, I wanted to make sure that what we were doing here tonight was going to be motivational and inspirational. And so I jotted down some motivational and inspirational quotes. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to kind of go around the room. I'll start with Michael, and then I'll go to Dewan and Jelly Bean and just kind of tell me a motivational quote or something inspirational quote that you heard. Maybe, some, maybe it was uh, a friend or somebody that you cross paths with in your life, some piece of advice that somebody gave to you that has really kind of helped you develop and um, uh, you know positive attributes. But here's some some examples of uh, some that are pretty great. Um, I already told you about the John Piper one. The God is always doing ten thousand things in your life, and you may o- only be aware of three of them. Mm. Um, one that's really really powerful is one by Henry Ford. And I think this is, it's, it's very Yoda-like. And I imagine this is probably where Star Wars got it. Uh, But Henry Ford said, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Right. Mm -hmm. That's huge. Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. So, and it kind of goes to this next quote by Laird Hamilton. Make sure your worst enemy doesn't live between your ears.
5: (laughs) Wow, mm. because
0: your mindset and the way that you feel about things and the way that you react to things that you can't change, that you don't have any control over, that only God has control over there, you you have to figure out a way to be able to come to grips with whatever that thing is. And if you let your brain take you to those dark places and you let your mind kind of drag you into that depression. It, it becomes more and more difficult to get out. But luckily there are licensed professionals out there like Jennifer and, and like Yoshiko that can, that can help you. And so, you know, that, those are really, really positive things. But those are, um, those are just some minor quotes. I mean, there's, there's plenty of other quotes that I have here and I'll start posting some on, on the Facebook page. But Michael, uh, we'll start with you. What is a quote or an inspirational thing that you've probably heard in your life that has really kind of made a difference for you?
9: Uh, one, I don't know if this will sound corny or not, but I'm a big believer in when I hear certain things, particularly when I was younger and if they resonate with me and I will say these mantras or whatever throughout life when I'm going through stuff. Right. And one that I say, I'm going to have to go to, y'all going to know who this is, uh, save me, Jesus. I've been a fool. How could I forget that you are the rule? You are my God. I'm your child from now on. For you, I shall be wild. I shall be quick. I shall be strong. That's the type of shit that I say when I'm dealing stuff on a day to day level. And I know i about, about to. Here we go with the funny stuff. I'll stop for a second, and you know, we say certain things through life. There's a lot of rap things I could say too that, yeah, they do get yeah. me. They help me get through. You yeah. know what I mean? So I'm a big believer of like. I feel like these songs and lyrics are superpowers to us, man. And if somebody puts some positivity that hits you and you should take that and use it so that's that's what Absolutely.
0: i do that's awesome duan what, what you got for us if you don't learn to
10: bend you will break oh mm-hmm. See, we have this thing about thinking that we control everything in our lives when we really don't
8: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah
10: it's all about it's all about current right yeah. you have to be able to have that 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 foresight to know like okay when times are changing i just got to flow with it that's how yeah. we get it. That's that's why a lot of us get anxiety because mm-hmm. we don't know how to follow the current. Mm. Yeah, that's it.
0: And I want to give it up, give you an opportunity. Uh, what do you got going on musically right now? Cool. Any... Oh,
10: working on a new record, working on the podcast as well. I'm excited. Oh, so, that's you awesome! You'll be hearing things
11: from me real soon. I promise.
0: Uh, <laughs> all right, next up, Jellybean. What you got for us?
11: Uh, For me, man, the struggle is real, bro. (laughs) 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 Say that. Say no more. My friends nuts with it, but that's how I feel. You know, I just turned sixty-five in November, man. So, oh man, man. I've been through it. You know, so and I'm still here. A lot of us is not. You know, so that's the way I look at it. And I just, you know, I I just want to get to the other side, man. I'm in the fourth quarter. And I just want to, you know, <laughs> make sure I do some things here on Earth before I leave, you know.
0: And, and tell I people get, about this project you're working on
11: right now. The project I got, I got going right now is I'm doing a, a, a museum. Uh, it's called Minneapolis uh, MinneapolisSoundMuseum.com. And I just, you know, I grew up with Prince. You know, we all Nose North Northside kids. But, uh, you know, I just want to, you know, let everybody else know about the other people that came from there, too, besides him and besides mm-hmm. us i mean there's a lot of us that came from that you know that grew up and and dealt with this man being here in minnesota where you know uh, us we we first of all we were you know quite talented at 14 15 16 years old and uh but we you know we didn't have the vehicles to play so you know we, we played in the hood and we played at the your, your, your elk club or for sororities and stuff like that yeah, yeah. And uh, we just, we just, you know, I'm trying to get a little positive for the North Side. You know, I I grew up on the North Side. You know, North Side is one of the hardest places we have here in Minnesota. We have a lot of stuff that go on over there. But uh, I'm I'm trying to, you know, to show some positive that ain't all of us crazy that came from over there. And That you know, that is, is that we is is trying to be a good thing, man. Just trying, you know, trying to show some positivity in life in these very troubling times that we're in. So,
0: well. Our, our our prayers are with you. Our prayers are with everybody here, man. And it's just been such a fantastic night. Uh, we got mm-hmm. we're not done with the quotes, man. But thank you so much, Jelly Bean. Jeff, I, you're just next in the mix, so uh, <laughs> yes. I, I'm I'm going to go to you next. But you got a quote for us? Sure. Southern sure.
1: Um, this is one. It's not exactly a quote, but it is a state of mind that um, somebody quoted and or or said, and I I stick stuck with it. It's very simple. Be intentional.
6: Mm.
1: Because once you take that mindset, it it doesn't matter where you want to go and what you want to fix. If you choose to be intentional, you can get anything done. Anything can be achieved. So I've been living by that.
0: Yeah, and that's actually a really uh, – it's funny that you say this because there uh, – many of you are familiar with Zig Ziglar. But he said this. I saw him live one time by accident. I wasn't even there to see him. And for some reason, he was on the docket and I didn't even know. But he came out and said something that was really mind-blowing to me. He was like, you ever go on vacation or you're about to go on vacation and it's your last day at work before you're about to take vacation? The amount of work that you're able to do in (laughs) in that period of time, that last day before. He says, if you took that same energy that you applied yourself on that day, he said, you would be at the top of your game and be a professional in your game within a year, year's period of time. If you just Mm -hmm. maintain that hustle. And I was like, dang, I Mm -hmm. never really thought of it. And (laughs) yeah, when you get the other side of of cramming like that, yeah, it's, Mm -hmm. that's, yeah, that's, that's amazing. Morris, what you got for us?
5: That's that's really good. Um, I I got actually a couple just real quick. Um, One that I love that that, that, uh, resonates with me is, there's nothing more powerful than a made-up mind.' Mm-hmm. Um, it's like when you realize that moment when you say that's it, I'm gonna do something and, and, and you really mean it and you really have that thing that, that that's a point where you can make a shift in your in your life and, and other people's lives when you just say that, that you know I've made up my mind and I'm gonna do what I got to do. The other one was from my brother Prince who uh, just had so many things that uh, that I learned. I know being any of us that work with him, he always had some prolific stuff. And one thing he always used to say was, it ain't a mistake until you stop. Mm. Mm. So that's that's, uh, that's one that uh, you <laughs> keep it moving. It ain't a mistake until you stop. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
0: yeah. I heard him say that in town, So it was, a, it was a concert that he, or some interview that he did. And he said, uh, whenever I make a mistake on guitar, I just play it again, and then everyone thinks play it, it was intentional. <laughs> <laughs> and he can do that. He, 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 always, he can do it so well. <laughs> Nobody knew it. So well
5: a mistake the and, yep. and, and then just make you think that that's what he intended to do. <laughs> intended to do yeah.
0: That's brilliant. Garrett,
2: what you got? Uh, I got a couple for you, uh, a couple motivational ones. Uh, the first one is um, you, ne- you, you, you won't learn to swim until you jump in the water. Oh, yeah, One. And uh, the other one is, uh, I'm I'm sure everyone knows this one, but this is one that I I always live by. Uh, Failing to prepare is preparing to fail. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Preparation
8: prevents physical performance. Mm -hmm.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) That's a big one. And so our two licensed therapists in the house, Jen, we'll start with you. Jen, you got a motivational one that. That comes to mind. There's there's always got to be words of wisdom <laughs> that you always break out to your, to your
7: um, I have I'm two sure. that immediately come to mind. I write them up on the board in my office all the time. The first one is um, from Abraham Maslow, pretty famous psychologist. And that is, um, if the only tool you have is a hammer, every problem begins to look like a nail. And <laughs> so it just kind of encourages people to think outside of the box um, mm. when you're Encountering difficulties and not do it the same way you've always done it. Um, but the other one, and I had a client actually put this on a plaque for me to put up on my wall because I say <laughs> it all the time, which is life is too short to wear tight shoes.
0: <laughs> That's a good we put ourselves in a lot of circumstances that are very tight shoes. <laughs> yeah, mm. Rob, I'm sure you probably have one.
8: I, I I got two also, so I'm gonna go with the trend. <laughs> Uh, so the first one is, um, something that came to me recently. Um, and it's about grief. Um, when a person is born, we rejoice. This is from Margaret Mead. When a person is born, we rejoice. And when they're married, we jubilate. But when they die, we try to pretend nothing has happened. And the second one I have is from Thomas Merton. Um, Happiness is not a matter of intensity, but of balance, order, rhythm, and harmony.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. Talk about rhythm. Yeah. That's yeah, bring that full circle. Mm-hmm. Y- Yoshiko. Oh, she changed I, She changed situations.
4: Yes. <laughs> can I just say that my computer was not cooperating, so oh, I'm using fine. my phone. So, All right. Um, but yes, mm-hmm. so I would have to say that I don't have uh, a quote, but one thing that I just would like to share as far as, um, I guess, my, my advice to everyone is that it's okay that you're not a superhero today. Um, today you can take your cape off. So many times we're, you know, juggling so much stuff that we feel that we have to always be on top of stuff. And it's okay to rest today because you have tomorrow. And my next thing will be is that, you know, it's okay. Like what whatever it is that's going on today, it's okay. You'll get through it. So mm-hmm. those would be my two um, advice to anybody who's going through anything that um, you could take your cape off. it's okay (laughs)
0: those are fantastic all right so all right i got a couple more for you victoria maxwell said we are not to blame for our illness but we are responsible for our health
6: Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. yeah so there's nothing you can do about these external circumstances that are affecting you and things that happen to you but you can take care of yourself and whether or not that's seeing a professional or whether or not that's figuring out ways to kind of overcome your bouts of depression or sadness or anxiety through meditation, whatever it is, that's an amazing quote. We are not to blame for our illness, but we are responsible for our health. So just focus on yourself and figure out how to, how to, how to make it work. And remember, this is a great one from Eleanor Roosevelt. No one can make you feel inferior without your consent that's right Mm. that's the big one too that's right man it's been an amazing panel i know we kind of we lost a bunch of people uh i don't i lost tony m uh paul peterson did manage to uh send his love he said he he couldn't make it um but he sent his love out to everybody he hopes everybody's doing well and he's you know uh watching the show off and on but What an amazing panel. You guys are absolutely fantastic. I hope this is not the last time that we do this because I think it's something that we really, really need. Um, But thank you guys so, so much. I know you guys are going through a lot of stuff right now, but God bless all of you and, uh, you know, prayers up for every single one of you. Thank you guys so, so much for joining us. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you 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 having us. This is great,
6: Chris. Thank
0: you. Bye, guys. Love you. Awesome. (laughs) Uh, All right everybody, we will see you guys uh sometime soon. Good night everyone. Good night.